Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens. It's a standalone 5th edition D&D podcast that you can listen to in any order. And any order you choose is the right order. <laughs> Today, we are joined by Olive. Hey everybody, Olive is a bipedal crocodile. She's a level 18, woo, way of the open hand monk. She wears baggy brown pants and a white Jedi style robe. Level 18? Oops. Uh, hmm. 19? I'm level 19. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. why don't you tell us about yourself, Aaron? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm a level 19 uh, lore bard. And I have blue hair and blue skin because I'm a triton and pointy piranha teeth. I am wearing silky ocean-colored scarves around my waist and some gold chains stretched across my chest and not a whole lot else. Howdy. And Beans. Hello, my name's Beans. I'm a tortoiseshell tabaxi. I'm a level uh, 19, mostly monk. I have one level in rogue because of reasons we won't go into right now. Uh, like I said, I'm a tortoiseshell tabaxi, so I'm a little tiny cat person. I like to wear my poncho hammock, which is a mixture of a poncho and a hammock. And it's got some branding now on the back of it, which says like, you know, sponsored by Dr. Crud's medicinal wagon. Uh, you, you can't get cheaper tooth extractions, no matter how hard you try. I take him with, whether you want them or not. <laughs> Confirmed. We've been we've been workshopping a couple of different ideas. That's what we're coming on with so far. Um, but yeah, that's that's beans. And once again, I am surrounded by people I am terrified of. So let's see how this one goes. <laughs> Who you used to be terrified of, right? I'm still uh, still a bit, you know, still a bit anxious. Depends on the day. Well. You guys can discuss this further as you're hanging out in the guild hall. It's a uh, large bar. There's tables and a uh, bounty board where quests are posted. Or not bounty board, a quest board. I mean, occasionally a bounty board, depending on the quest. It's cyclical. I like the name. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, is anybody up to anything in particular? Olive, I'm not saying I'm scared of you. It's just when you get a bit hungry, I like to run away and hide. Okay, you know, it's nothing to do with you. I just don't want to take the risk. It sounds kind of like it's to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only eat every two weeks, right? Everything other than that is just fun eating. Well, she does less fun eating these days. Yeah, I walk around a lot more, so... Uh... How's, your, how's your progress going? Oh, Olive is officially fit as a fiddle. She started out at level one, very obese, has maintained her not so good eating habits. But now that she exercises all the time, <laughs> she, what was it? Needs the calories to build the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. She weightlifts. Yeah. Volleyballs. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. It all counts. Anyway, I promise not to eat you beans. You don't have to worry. Um, I also don't eat cats. Well, I know, I know, but you know, so, some thing, things are quite hardly, you know, ingrained in our psyches. You can't just turn them off, you know. It's like the reason you yeah. eat dogs now in the first place is like, nom, 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 gotta eat. <laughs> I literally don't. 
Do you not eat stray cats? Because cats are more damaging to the to the local uh, ecosystem than dogs are. They're, they're really not. <laughs> it depends on um, if you like birds or people more. Um, so packs of stray dogs that eat people are, are a good food source too. But actually, you know what? <laughs> Looking at my character sheet, I don't need to eat at all. So if it would make you feel better, Beans, I'll just give up food for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think I'll do that. <laughs> The bartender what? goes like, that seems a bit extreme. I don't need it. And really, <laughs> if if it makes everyone around me sad and scared, I'll just stop. Yeah. All right. Olive has sworn off food. She is now a true monk. Uh, yeah. Doesn't need to eat. Ever. And with mm. that, a very distraught curry comes walking into the bar. <laughs> oh, hey, curry. What's up? Uh, <laughs> where, do you, where do you stand on this whole, you know, eating or non-eating thing? What I, I, I guess I'm pro-eating. You see, she has like tears in her eyes, and it's like clutching a piece of paper. Aaron chomps in at the at the air with his sharp piranha teeth, <laughs> and says, "As as a fellow predator, I'm also very in favor of eating." Who's? Why are we discussing whether we eat or not? Uh, the timeless body trait gained at level 15. So what's that paper? Yeah, what's going on with you? You look uh, constipated? What is this face? I don't know. Uh, you see that uh, she is like trying to hold back tears, but is very bad at it. So just um, a very constipated look. She kind of like seizes up, walks over to the quest board and pins the paper to it. Oh, come now, Curry. You don't have to wait for someone to respond. You know we'll, we're, we're right here. Just talk to us. What's going on? She, like, waves her hand and goes, like, I, I can't. I, I can't. And she pulls the paper off and hands it to you. And you see it's a beautiful embroidery wedding invitation for the uh, Queen of Autumn is uh, gaining a new consort in a one Tanninger Goodfellow. Oh. Do we know the Queen of Autumn? Uh, anyone can make an Arcana or Nature check. <laughs> Either way, good luck. Oh, wait, I rolled a 19 uh, plus 2 on both of them, so it's a 21. 10 plus 0 on either is 10. <laughs> uh, my thing is being slow, but I I, th I think we already got a 21. Yeah, so I th 21 I think we're will good. work. Um, you know this is a very powerful uh, fae of... Uh, Clearly the autumn court. Um, some phase uh, cluster themselves off if they're particularly connected to the seasons instead of just, you know, like trickster things or, you know, the seely, unseely thing. Um, so not like an incredibly powerful godlike fae, but a very powerful being nonetheless. Um, you know, she just likes taking mortals, you know, taking them to the fey realm, doing the very basic fey thing. And is a pretty, representing Autumn, a pretty, like, neutral to, like, slightly mean type of fey. The ending of things, the beginning of winter, like, it's not so much like the dead of winter, but she, like, embodies the process of things going away. Oh, yeah, I just happened to, um rip up one of the books about uh, the Queen of Autumn the other day. I used it for my litter box. Um, from what I read, definitely seems like Tanage's sort of type, so good for him. 
I'm just confused. They're getting married? Like, I didn't know anything about this relationship. I thought we knew Tanger so well. Yeah. Curry is like, exactly. It, he didn't... We didn't get the invitation. It went to Nixie from the Queen of Autumn. Oh. So Tanager didn't even tell us. And she, like, sobs into her hands. Curry, what was your uh, emotional relationship to Tanager? I mean, we're best friends. Just best friends? I mean, yeah, we goof around sometimes, but, like, he's been very polite and respectful of the employee-employer relationship. Okay, okay, all right. Um, But still, I agree, he should have told you. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, I wasn't supposed to tell anyone, but he left town a few days ago. He said he was going back to his home village to lie low from the mob and learn how to heal. Oh, something's wrong. Canager yeah, I... wouldn't learn how to heal. I'm not plussed by the mob thing at yeah. all. Non-plussed. But the healing, something's wrong. <laughs> He's not that kind of cleric. <laughs> But he um, has been gone for a few days, and she, like, this is the first message or anything she's received in Tanager for, I'll say, uh, three days. It sounds like this just became a search and rescue. Please, this is why I brought it to the guild as soon as Nixie asked me to be her plus one. That's an interesting relationship, but okay. Yeah, we, we it, things are weird at the manor. There's that dead kid who lives with us now. He's nice, but sometimes I just see him staring out the window for, like, hours. And you know what? He actually doesn't eat. So maybe you guys can not go to dinner together. <laughs> okay. Cool. Is there an address on this wedding invitation? Yes, there would be. Um, and it matches up with the gen... She doesn't know where Tanager's home village is, but it matches an area that would overlap with the general area you think he's from. So the wedding might okay. be held at his home village of Pan's Folly. Pan's Folly? Mm-hmm. Sounds like an interesting place. Well, it sounds like we know where to go. Yeah, uh, you can get there pretty much whatever way you like, you know, uh, carriage, teleportation. There's no airship dock. And then there'll be probably a hike through a forest as there are no roads leading to Pan's Folly. Okay, well, maybe we'll get as close as we can with the train and then uh, traipse through the woods? Sounds good. Beans, how's your survival skills? Oh, um, let me just have a have a look in my, my book. Uh, this is the, the book Crud gave me to tell me what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. <laughs> oh, I'm actually okay at survival. I haven't died yet, so um, I must be pretty good. All right. Maybe we'll let you lead the way. Also, I can run really quickly. That's can all of. So if we come Please across don't. any trouble, we just run away from it. And I'm sure you'll be fine. You can control the water, right? I'd be fine in a forest. Oh, I can fly. Oh, that works too. Why didn't you just say that you could fly? Yeah, I can fly. You, fl you fly, we run. Problem solved. Yeah, okay. Cool. So you... Oh, idea, idea. Oh, oh, oh. Um, how about we attach one rope to me, one rope to Olive. We run really quickly and we, you basically like, we'll stick up like a sail on you and you can go parasailing with us. That sounds incredibly fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No magic required, just really quick running. I like it. I love it. 
So you guys take the train, end up at the edge of a forest. It's beautiful green, lush trees. Looks like a like cartoonist version of a forest. Like made of real trees, but they're all perfectly rounded at the tops. Little beams of sunlight go through, and it seems like every time you look in a new direction, there's just like a little cute animal on a tree. And it's like, okay, there are a lot of blue jays in this forest. Give me athletics checks from both of you. Uh, athletics? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one we can't do. <laughs> um, well, as a monk, that'll be 12. <laughs> as another monk, that'll be 14. <laughs> cool. So, Aaron, you get up in the air, but it's very, like, rocky as they're running, and then they're like, oh, oh, okay, that's a rock. And they, like, kind of jump over loose momentum for, like, a second. But you have, like, a, a pretty good view above the canopy of the trees if you'd like to make a perception check. Absolutely, I would. Let me just see what my perception is. I get a plus one to that. Ten. I think my passive perception is better. <laughs> uh, what would your passive perception be? Oh, actually, I have nine written here. Oh, oh. so I guess ten. Uh, cool. So you can see that, like, deeper into the forest, there is, like, a much larger cluster of trees. Um, so you, if that is a city-sized clump of trees, I'll put it that way. What color are the trees? Uh, they don't really stick out, but, uh, you know, with a 10 and a sort of rocky ride, um... You think you see that they are different, but they don't seem to stick out dramatically. I mean, are they green or is it like fall colored trees? No, still green, but a little still bit green. like darker. And then you think for a second you see flashes of color, but mm, that's maybe that's the city. Maybe it's yeah. kind of a like city up in the trees, kind of a, you know, Pokemon Ruby kind of vibe. <laughs> I forget the name of that, whatever that town was. The one with the, the bird gym. Yeah, no, absolutely sick reference, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture it. <laughs> Deep cut. Um, cool. And with that, Beans, if you'd like to make your survival now. I would be delighted. Well, you can go ahead and do it at advantage, because Aaron can tell, like, has a theory of where the city is, so you can at least keep a direction in mind. Okay, uh, 16 plus 9. So, 25. Ooh, with a juicy 25, uh, you not only make good time doing the, like, full speed running and having Aaron glide, uh, with, like, a general good sense of direction and hopefully a sense of purpose of potentially helping out a friend, you make maybe, like, in, like, 45 minutes, you get deep into the forest and you get the strong feeling that you're being watched as you get closer. I think it's important to mention at this point that Beans is wearing blinders so we don't get distracted by all the birds flying around. <laughs> Noted. Noted. <laughs> uh, Olive, do you get the feeling that anyone's uh, watching us in, as, we, as we stop um, to 
have a look round. We hear a scream from just above us as Aaron plummets to the ground because we forget <laughs> that he's <laughs> that he's still up there. We've forgotten what falling damage is because we're high level monks. Yeah, we, we don't think about it anymore. <laughs> we just hear, hear the hear the branches go. <laughs> I'll say the uh, standard sitcom thing of his uh, parachute gets stuck in, like, the canopy of a trees and he's hanging a couple feet off the ground, like, help me out here. I mean, I can fly. Oh, okay. Well, you're fine, then. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know how good you are at hand motions, but I hand motion fake argument and fight to the fake death. Let's see how the watcher reacts. Hang on, let me just roll an inside check. I'm gonna. Uh, how do I? How do I do that? I'm gonna be like, yeah. You think so? Well, I got a nine. I got. I got a nineteen. <laughs> so I reckon. I think I know what you're on about. Okay, I'm gonna punch you. Air quotes. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen stage fighting where like one person flat punches another person and then the recipient flings themselves bodily backwards and like six feet away lands like on their back and they're like, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stage fighting mm-hmm. is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, uh, what do you call it, Te- telegraph my moves? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, yeah, give me a deception. Fake punch me. Yeah. Fake punch me as hard as you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I am a level 19 monk. So I have a plus 12 to hit at this point, which makes even bad rolls 18 to hit, which probably misses you, but is very close. Uh, no, Perfect it doesn't for... actually, because I... oh. it's exactly my armor class. Whoa, dang. So you, your uh, claws like make brief contact with Beans's fur. You end up like pulling a little bit of fur out, so there will be a bit of a slight bald patch there. But <laughs> Beans like squeals and jumps backwards anyway. Oh no! So I wasn't quite expecting what was going on. Was, ah! <laughs> uh, Just Beans... flies back into the brush. Oh, are you going to fake fight back or? Oh no. Okay. Because Beans is already scared of Olive's getting hungry. <laughs> no, the point of this was for you to fake kill me. <laughs> uh, cool. So... I got a fake fight from the hand movements. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I... Give me a, give me a perception check real quick. Who? Uh, Beans, please. Okay. Oh, uh, 19 plus 9, 28. Okay, so you see as you're flying through the brush, you're like, if I can land this roll right, I think whatever's watching us is over there. So... <laughs> so so fly, flying back completely horizontally. Yeah. Look, you're like, look, looking around go, whoo, 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 whoo. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, try this. <clears throat> cool, give me a acrobatics. Ooh. Unnatural 20. Beautiful. You land roll kind of like you know put your leg out and do a little kick so you go off to the side and you come skidding up onto a uh blonde very attractive uh just simply white robed satyr um sort of androgynous looking who looks down at you and goes like "Ooh, that looked like that hurt oh no so it's okay it's okay um by the way, um, do you know where I can get a fish around here? Yes. Ooh, do tell. Oh, uh, well, I mean, there's the village right over there. I can walk you guys over if you want. 
Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, guys, this person knows where to get fish. Okay. I join. I'm like, I guess I didn't have to play dead. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> they look at you with, like, you know, goat satyr eyes. Hello. Uh, why'd you punch him? And they sort of, like, start walking down like a you know dodging trees there's like a very light footpath you can see practice hmm. yeah so, we had to trade that for um you know bite attacks <laughs> so she used to do that a lot more violently oh well that kind of sounds like a bummer um oh well only occasionally but luckily we uh, we managed to like sort it so she only you know bit my upper half instead Interesting. Uh, I like sitting down. Okay, sometimes it was a bit of a bit of a thing. Olive keeps her mouth shut as she is being falsely accused. <laughs> <laughs> so the satyr raises their eyebrows. So what brings you guys here exactly? I'm not quite sure. I thought this was an adventure holiday. What is going on? Oh no, we lost Aaron. I pull on the string like a kite. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> up in the tree. I don't know what's happening here yet. I reel you down, because we have to move at the satyr's pace now anyway. Okay. Hi, guys. Who's your friend? They have fish. Well, beans is in. Okay. <laughs> well, you're not interested in fish at all, Aaron. You come from under the sea. Um, you know, we just got very used to fish. Aaron really likes pastries. That's like a very land thing. We can't have those underwater. They just dissolve, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, the satyr nods and goes, yeah, uh, I feel the same way. Sometimes too much of a good thing can go a little stale, you know? It all depends on the good thing. Uh, well, I mean, y you guys are pretty deep in the forest, but you came at an interesting time. Uh, I mean, there's a wedding and a funeral, so that's pretty cool. Ooh, is or it the same event? No, is two one separate of those events. Where, is it not, not, not like a corpse bride situation? Uh, Good reference. <laughs> Sick ref, bro. Um, no, uh, unfortunately, it's not the same event. But one of the participants in the wedding did kill the person at the funeral, so that's kind of wild. Okay, we're going to need a little more info here. Well, I figure you guys... I mean, um, well, there's... I mean, actually, we, we... I would like to consider me and Tanninger friends, but, you know, I, I don't know... I haven't seen him too often lately, but, uh, anyway, Tanager killed the town priest and then his punishment were marrying him off to the Fae, so. But that's, like, a good thing. He always wanted to, like, go off and see the world, so now he can go see the Feywild. That's, like, a whole new world. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, is he in town, or wh wh where's he been hanging out these days? Oh. Probably prison. <laughs> I I think he's at his parents' house. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, we should stop and, and chat with him a little bit. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know if he's going to be much up for talking, though. I mean, he got pretty angry when we accused him of murder, and then especially got even angrier when we told him we were going to marry him off. But, uh, yeah, and then some magic users in the town had to turn him into more of a goat, man. So he, he lost quite a bit of sentience. Oh, well, that's that's well, this, news. This I gotta see. 
Uh, I think we can fix that. So as you get closer, you see that the trees open up into a wider grove where like massive, almost like rainforest size trees go up and you see out from the branches. There are little uh, shops built onto like more flat branches. People are hanging out in like leaves that are filled with like dew and they're sitting in them like jacuzzis. Down at the floor, there's like a deep pit dug into the center of the town where there is just a constant club-like dance party going on before a massive altar of a, uh, like, it's, it's going to get redundant if I keep calling everyone in this town beautiful. Everyone here is a hot satyr, and their god is truly the hottest satyr. They're holding a goblet of wine in the other hand and just a fistful of beads and jewels in their other, um, adorned with, like, actual, like, fresh flower wreaths around what would be the reveler's neck, and it stands probably, like, 18 feet tall. Um, and everybody give me a perception check real quick. This is sort of the closest. Afterwards, you can go investigate the tree towers. Um, Eight. Uh, 18. 23. With a 23, even from this distance, you can spot a lot of blood upon uh, the altar. <clears throat> wow, that altar smells like my normal drink, guys. Delicious. Wait, chicken blood? <laughs> uh, just, just before we go anywhere, I'm just going to take off my blinders. I'm surrounded by all these beautiful people. I'm just going to put them on Aaron. <laughs> We need him to focus. So you can only only look ahead of you. Okay. I feel like I'm not the most distractible one in this group. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, around here you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> razzing okay. aside. Blinders uh, on, fine. <laughs> Aaron, you have full ability to take off the blinders and also <laughs> to, like, you know, do whatever you like. Do they look uh, cute, though? Uh, you know what? I'm going to roll a quick dice. Yeah, I'll take it. You see a couple that, like, everyone in town is also wearing, um, Olive, you would remember when, uh, or I guess anybody was on the guild hall right after, um, Mendax died. Uh, Tanager went into traditional satyr mourning, adorning himself with a white robe and putting colorful stuff in his hair. Ah, yes, the rainbow mourning hair. Yeah, everybody in town is doing that. Most are just putting flowers in their hair, not actually dyeing it. Uh, but you do see a couple that, like, has blinders on, and uh, one has, like, a, just, like, a small choker around their neck, and they kind of, like, wink at you. Uh, okay, I meant, like, do the blinders look cute on me, but okay, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, people in town are into it, dude. It's confirmed by other people they look cute on you. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, I'll keep them on then. I will mention they're a bit small for you. This piece <laughs> is very little. I don't know, Aaron's pretty small, too. Yeah, I think you're the same height. Both yeah. about five oh, feet. Okay. Yeah, I think Aaron's five two. Okay, so they fit perfectly. <laughs> okay, perfect. So um so we're walking around town. Um everybody's real cute, okay, but we got we gotta focus. We gotta find Tanager. Yes, and you will notice that as you kinda look to be like, Hey, mysterious stranger, where does Tanager live? They're gone. 
Ooh, the blonde one. Yeah. Ooh. Can I approach the that couple that's also wearing blinders? Yeah, they're only a few feet away. Uh, you see that just sort of like almost like uh, in a video game where they just scatter random like tables and chairs around like a dungeon and stuff. And you're like, why would there be a table and chairs here? It's like that. And people are just sitting on lounging couches, just sort of in open spaces, having big conversations and like smoking hookah or passing around bottles. Yeah. Um, you do I see a smattering like maybe a 2% of the people here are not satyrs. Okay. So we don't totally stick out. No. Um, I'm going to sidle up to the one that winked at me and go, hey, cool blinders. Thanks. My name's Owl. Owl. That's cool. Uh, I'm Aaron. Really nice to meet you. Um, yeah, you too. I hear there's a lot of drama going on. Some Somebody named Tanager like really messed up here, right? <laughs> Tanager's been messing up his whole life. I'm not surprised. Mm. I kind of... I'm I'm kind of looking for him. Do you know where he lives? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, everybody knows. Well, he doesn't live there anymore, but his brothers do, and everybody knows them. Yeah. Can you can you tell me where? I mean, we we kind of know Tanager from like outside of here, but we've never actually been to his house before. Oh well, yeah, it's just down that way. Um, it's uh, the big one. It's the only white tree in town white tree okay and it's big yeah well i usually have a good uh, habit of finding those thanks <laughs> yeah hey, maybe i'll see you in the pit later the pit yeah the dugout area in front of the altar where everybody's dancing and playing music yeah you can find me there awesome see you later bye owl cool so they walk off uh you guys get directions uh, is there anything you want to do as you wander over towards Tanager's house, or are you beelining it? I would like to sniff the blood on the altar, but, like, stealthily, so no one can tell I'm sniffing it, to see if I can tell what species of blood it is. Uh, cool. So, you would have to make your way through the pit in order to get up to the altar? Should I do that, guys? Do you Do you want a distraction? Yes. Okay. Uh, so Aaron, one of those bard abilities is that, you know, public performance thing. Aaron is going to make a spectacle of himself and start dancing off on the left corner of the pit. So everyone looks in that direction and he's going to roll. Jeez, I'm not doing well with the rolls. A seven for his performance plus plus 17. So 24. uh yeah you see that in the immediate left corner a lot of people are like looking at you dancing being like oh my god look at this triton go (laughs) they're crazy and like it sort of loosens up the throng of people for like the rest of the crowd as they like sort of have more room since it's condensed in the other corner um so you can get through a lot more easy without like it's essentially like trying to walk through a crowded bar where you're just like, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Uh, so instead of disadvantage, you can just make a regular stealth. 13. <laughs> uh, with like just your passive perception, you hear somebody go like, what is that weird crocodile lady doing? 
Is that a pickpocket? That's uh, that's just how I am at parties. I'm just awkward. I'm on the edge. And uh, welcome to uh, Charisma 8 Life. <laughs> Stand at the edge of the room. <laughs> uh, cool. You make it up to the altar. It's like, you know, you, people have noticed you, but you're up there. And you can still make a sniff if you want. Uh, while they're all whispering, like, what, what's, what's she doing? What's this bit of a weird thing? Uh, Beans, who rolled a 26 on a stealth check, uh, <laughs> is behind them and just go, it's okay, she just does this. We had to, you know, it was trade-off from eating things. So, you know, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Hun, you just need to party more. Here, come dance with us. Uh, I, I sniff before I get dragged away so like my nose lingers and my arm gets pulled in the other direction so that was a 30 on the perception roll and then I'm like dragged into the mosh pit this is fine aged satyr blood an older satyr uh passed away and this is their blood noted and then I'm dancing (laughs) yeah you are cool so you guys burned some time, uh, Beans. What you have? You are totally stealthed right now, even in a massive crowd of people. Um, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, I think uh, Beans would, after Olive's gone up and you know, sniffed it and made a bit of a fool of herself, uh, Beans is just going to sneak over, just walk over to the, uh, the altar and just have a little investigate, see if anything has gone on because they mentioned you know murder on the. Mm. At the altar. Not quite murder on the dance floor, but it's quite close. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, hey. In, yeah, give me that investigate, please. Gladly. Ooh, hello. Uh, 27 on investigation. Ooh. I should probably mention that um, I took a feat. Actually, no, I got an item um, previously called the Eyes of Minute Seeing, which gives me advantage on investigation checks. And also I got a... Um, another item, because I, I I prepared for investigation. You know, Beans is um, coming up to the end of uh, lawyer and detective school. They combine them. It's really weird. Um, so they, they give you a, a couple of items. Well, I say give. They make you pay for them. So we've got a, a robe of eyes as well, which um, provides Ooh. advantage on perception checks. And there's a load of like dark vision-y stuff and invisible stuff. So it's basically not being, you know, you, you can't get caught out so easily um i don't know the wording does it happen to have any like inherent magic seeing abilities um let me give you a yeah g- g- give me the word in okay um so the rope lets you see in all directions and you have advantage on perception checks that rely on sight you have dark vision out to a range of 120 feet and you can see invisible creatures and objects as well as see into the ethereal plane out to a range of 120 feet cool noted <laughs> Um, so none of that is around the altar, um, though you can see pretty much everything very, very clearly. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to see things now. It's, it's one, <laughs> one of the things, it was something about, um, you, uh, it says the eyes on the robe can't be closed or averted. It says, although you can close or avert your own eyes, you are never considered to be doing so while wearing this robe. So I can't look away even if I wanted to. <laughs> All right. It's like uh, a car crash. Yeah. Can't look away. <laughs> Some coat of rubber necking. Um, all right. Uh, with that 27 investigate, though, you go full Dexter. And, like, clearly someone came up. Hopefully not full Dexter. Okay, you go half Dexter. 
Um, uh, and mean to say you can tell by the blood pattern, which has attempted to be cleaned up, but like the general trajectory of what they couldn't scrub out of the altar. Satyrs aren't the most into housework. Mm-hmm. Um, is that somewhat approached from the front, stabbed like into the chest with a like large, wide, sharp object, like um, maybe like a spear or, or like a great spear or something. Uh, and the blood shot out from behind like you know you can basically see like okay they just walked right up to this person and stabbed him in the chest well someone also did really bad on their stealth roll if they did this <laughs> it's very very lazy but certainly interesting hmm. oh wait where is oh, olive what are you doing you're not meant to be crumping <laughs> olive is crumping your doctor told you your doctor told you no if you've ever seen the episode about Elaine dancing in Seinfeld, that's what I'm doing. I think it's great. <laughs> Everyone else thinks it's awful. A, b- a full <laughs> yeah. body seizure, I believe, was the term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, the satyr you're dancing with is like, you're crazy. My name's Eagle. What's yours? Hi, Eagle. I'm Olive. Nice to meet you, Olive. What are you doing later tonight? Do you want to go hang out in one of the leaf jacuzzis? I bet Aaron does. I drag Aaron over. I'm like, Aaron, you love leaf jacuzzis, right? Uh, I don't know if I've been on one, but it sounds good. Uh, Aaron, you see Olive walk up as you have, like, held the center of attention for, like, five, ten solid minutes now as these satyrs are just like, you're awesome. We, we, are there more of you? Bring more of you. <laughs> Ouch. Is, is one not enough? <laughs> and then Olive shows up and they're, like, sad. Uh, uh, yeah, and then you see Olive kind of, like, waving at you. There's, like, a gap of maybe, like, four feet as Aaron's holding, like, attention like a force field. I call over mid-dance. Olive! Hi! What's up? Hey! I brought you... Eagle. Eagle? Owl? Okay, I'm noticing a trend with the names. Uh, (laughs) Tanninger? Also a type of bird. I actually recently learned this. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, they kind of like wave and like, like you know, kind of like wave to you like, come on over. Oh, Aaron is dancing a few feet away and there's a lot of people in the way. So he does like uh, running leap backflip and lands right in Eagle's arms. Hi. Eagle juts her arms out. Actually, rolls pretty good. 16 on a dice, I'll take it. Um, Does she Catches you. Uh, <laughs> catches you, kind of like slides you down, and like goes like, what a move. This one can move. Well, does someone have freedom of movement on themselves? And <laughs> giggles to themselves. I'm all about freedom. Well, come on, let's go get a drink then. And okay. She kind of like ruffles through. She has like a short cropped like just swoop of hair with the shaved sides um and again you know everyone is dressed in like white tunics robes uh things of that nature just loose flowing garments toga-esque um and uh you guys like walk out of the pit uh beans uh 
With your 27, you know there's not much more to find here. You definitely have not missed any clues. This is just a simple murder site. Slash dance room. <laughs> oh, I'll say, with a 27, you would also probably assume everyone saw this happen. Because the party never stops. So there's no way that people didn't witness it. But could it have been somebody okay. polymorphed as Tanninger? That's a good question, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you like to exit the altar slash pit, Beans? Oh, if if at all possible. Yes. Cool. Uh, so you slip out, um, and everybody sort of meets up with uh, Eagle outside of the pit. You're sort of like standing near the tables and uh, sitting area, like when you first walked into town. Okay. So Eagle, what's your take on all this murder mystery drama? Well, I mean, it's no mystery. Tanninger, like, stabbed the priest in the chest with his bare hand, which was wild. Whoa. I, I didn't think Tanninger's hand could do that. I don't know. I mean, he's been gone for years, and <laughs> I have no idea why he would ever want to leave this. Though, he was always a weird kid. Mm. Well, aren't we all in some ways? No, everybody here is, like, pretty consistently awesome. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you're all, like, really attractive. Who's that blonde one? We met him earlier, and he was like, mm, you know? A blonde satyr? Yeah, he was the one who showed us to your village. I don't see him around now, though. Oh, they... Somebody must have dyed their hair for the funeral. Uh, I don't... Satyrs don't grow blonde hair. Huh. Okay. I mean, not anybody from Pan's Folly, at least. Uh... Anyway, what are you guys up to? Do, are we going to go... Want to go get hammered? Uh, sure. Uh, cool. So you guys uh, all sort of travel into... She takes you into the interior of one of these trunks of these giant trees. Um, there is a small elevator for people who can't jump. But you see uh, <laughs> Eagle mirthful leaps and basically like wall kicks her way like a video game up to the top of like maybe like what would be three floors up and sort of walks out of a knot hole in the tree um, onto one of the branches um, inside of the trunk. They're like beautiful hanging, like like a chandelier in shape, but made of vines with small glowing nodules of bioluminescent luminescent, like plants and things like that. Um, so the inside gives off like a soft fey glow um, out on the branches. You see, it's sort of like a, like pretty stable just like city street and off on the like smaller extensions of the branches there are um like small shops uh things like that um and then the leaves of the tree so to speak are all sort of cup shaped filled with dew and you just see like satyrs and groups of like two to eight sitting uh, sitting in them with drinks and uh things like that some of them bubble some do not uh, how long are you guys gonna like hang out here for? It depends. How long's the queue for the for the drinks? Oh, uh, not too long. Uh, you can get a drink within like maybe a five minutes. Okay, I'll be alright. Um, I feel like we shouldn't stay here super long. I feel like we're kind of uh focused on a mission here. Oh, you guys are on a mission. That's pretty cool. Well, I think mission's a bit of a strong term. I I was sold an adventure holiday 
which has turned into a bit of a kerfuffle, if anything. So, like I said, mission's a bit strong. Um, I'm going to go get a, a drink. Does anyone want anything? Bear in mind, I have no cash on me. Oh, that's fine. Nobody here uses money. Oh, that's handy. Is that a trap? Because I don't eat or drink starting today. <laughs> I, I don't... Oh, no. It was just, you know, if you fancied anything. The right answer is no. <laughs> Aaron will still drink. Uh, cool. So you go over to a stall. Uh, you see, like, you know, a, a satyr is behind it. They have, like, a shock of black hair that's, like, slicked back with, like, green flowers in it. They go, oh, hey, uh, wine or liquor? Um, can, do you do a virgin white Russian? Uh, I think you want to go to a different branch if you're looking for that. We have wine and, uh, whiskey. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Oh, by the way, um, did you see Tanager stab a, stab, well, stab someone on the dance floor? Oh, the priest? Oh, yeah, well. No, but I heard about it. I mean, everybody was talking about it, but it's fine. He'll be gone later tonight. You say everybody. Any names? Whips out a notebook. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the names and everybody who was in the pit that night, but, you know. Just like, you know, one or two. You know, people who have talked to you about it. Oh, nobody talks about Tanninger. We're happy to get rid of him. Ouch. We're his real family, guys. No wonder he left this stupid place. Yeah, for real. He, like, kind of feels bad he turned you away so hard. He goes, well, do you have, do you drink, like, I have some chaser. Do, do you want some juice? I think I can probably, probably manage that. What sort of juice do you have? Uh, just standard Fayberry. Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Cool. So it's a sparkly, like, almost like fizzy like a soda and like a little bit tart to the taste okay that sounds that sounds interesting i'll I'll have some of that cool uh so you get one of those and he goes like all right have a good night bud okay you too is it is it night i can't tell the cheese uh it's like sun is beginning to set okay actually also while we're here uh, speaking of time, um, well, you, I mean, I, you said you weren't there, but do you know what sort of time Tanager was meant to have killed this priest? Uh, it was two nights ago. It was pretty late in the evening. I think it was actually midnight prayers. Okay. Thank you. Also for the drink. Uh, of course, man. Enjoy. Uh, t- take a little sip and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is tat. Uh... Cool. Uh, anything you guys want to chat with with Eagle while Beans is um, getting his drink? Uh, yeah, I just... I'm really confused about everything here, Eagle. Um, so like I said, you, I know you guys haven't really been around Tanager a lot lately, uh, but he's he's been hanging out with us for, for a while. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's a bit of a mess, but I just can't see him stabbing somebody. I mean... I feel like there's some kind of trickery going on here. You know, we, we've dealt with a lot of changelings recently. We, we've we dealt with some polymorph type stuff. I mean, I feel like uh, the eyes aren't everything. You know, just because you saw something doesn't mean it was true. We live in a very magical land. So I'm just wondering what kind of due process happened. Was, was there a trial? Like, 
what what happened here to actually ascertain guilt? What's a a trial? We haven't no, <gasps> no we didn't have a trial. Bees. We just all saw him do it, so we we you know he did it. It's, uh, um, so beans, you I, hear Aaron call you. My my ears prick up. Beans, they did not they did not have a trial. Can you explain to them exactly what a trial is? Um. Hmm. Yes and no. Beans. <laughs> um. You're making me nervous. <laughs> okay. Basically, it's just, it's just, uh, as far as I understand it, it's just a big room where people are like, oh, did you do it? And the person's like, no, I didn't do it. And then they're like, yes, you did. And he's like, no, I didn't. And it's like, there's some proof and all that jazz. And all right, who, what are you, my final exam? <laughs> Aaron's face just falls farther and farther the longer Beans talks. <laughs> um, cool. Beans, give me a persuasion check. What am I trying to persuade? Well, that's a seven uh, plus zero, so seven. Well, that doesn't sound very fun. Oh, no, they're awful. Oh, yeah, then that's definitely why we didn't have they, one. They we take, don't like, have... weeks and, you know, you... you you know, the the jury, they're, they're the people who decide whether you're guilty or not. Um, they've got to, like, stay out of, like, um, circulation from other people. They've got to stay in, like, a hotel, and they can't have contact with other people. They can't go, like, partying or drinking. Um, they're not allowed to go to work in some cases. Sometimes they can't even know what's going on. So, no, it's not a good situation for no. people involved and. You know, sometimes it's probably best if that doesn't happen. But, you know, that's that's not me lawyer thinking. This is me with the crazy juice. Um, Aaron reaches out and just puts a hand over Beans' mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) He stops on Beans' foot. (laughs) Uh, Some water splashes out of the leaf. So... I mean, yes, there's ups and downs with everything, but I mean, you know, the truth will set you free. And I know we're all about freedom here. So shouldn't we really look into the truth? Plus, if there's a jury, you guys would get to hang out with me a little bit more. And I think that could be really fun. Well, do you guys use a lot of... Should I roll a persuasion check? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead. The dice hate me today. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well... <laughs> I rolled a five, but oh. my persuasion yeah, but. is a plus 12, so 17. I mean, yeah, I guess with the right people, anything can be fun. But, like, I don't know. I mean, the one who would decide this before would have been the priest, but they're, like, super dead now. Um, so until the divine order can, like, figure out who's going to be the new head priest... Um, I don't exactly know who's in charge. I guess it would be either, like, the lore piper or, I don't know, maybe the guy who runs the big bar. I mean, you've got me. I'm basically an embodiment of the priesthood of, of the satyrs. I mean, I'm the king of the dance and song and drink and... Um, I'm definitely a lore bard, so if that's what carries weight around here, I think you're looking at it. Well, I mean, okay, why don't you, uh, you should talk to 
uh, Robin. Uh, okay. He's he's the lore piper, so maybe like you guys can talk lore together, and he might understand what one of these trial things you're talking about is. Where can I find Robin? Oh, at the Goodfellow House. Robin really? Goodfellow. Oh, that Robin. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's go make Aaron the judge. Woo. We're off to the big white tree. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I did have something in mind, but depending on your checks, I will totally throw it in the trash can and let Aaron be judge. <laughs> But the dice will be the ones to decide this one, listeners. Um, okay. So, you guys head off to the Goodfellow home. It's definitely night by this time. Um, and uh, as you approach this, like, it's maybe a quarter of the size of one of these tower trees. And, like, with multiple branching roots that sort of, like, lift out of the ground, creating these, like, little alcove spaces under the roofs roots and also like small rooms as where the roots meet the ground um you uh approach and uh you see like some uh bags and things like placed on like the walkway out of their house and um like an uh maybe a middle-aged satyr woman um like long straight black hair uh, like, picture, like, Morticia Adams if she was half goat. Okay. There you go. And she, like, turns to you, and she has, like, uh, many, like, blue and white flowers in her hair. And, uh, goes like, oh, uh, hello, strangers. I'm, I'm sorry, we were just on our way out. Uh, no meetings tonight. Our son is getting married. Well, we actually wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. How do you feel about this wedding? Oh, it's what's good for the community and my son. Are you sure? Yes. Why is it good for the community and your son? Well, it strengthens our ties with the Feywild, and Tanninger will finally have, I don't know, something. The Fey, she She's a nice woman, the Autumn Fairy. I don't entirely claim to know my son, but you know, he seems to want a wife, so we'll give him one. Who who are you to ask me these questions? Oh. I hold up my left hand, and it's got a fire-breathing kitten logo on the back of the palm. And I say... Oh, Reveler. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Tanager, it's that he is not into marriage. Well, well I mean, he was with that tree for a while. Didn't he marry her? Drusilla? Yes, the, the tree lady. No, no, he abandoned her. Yeah, no, he abandoned her because he doesn't like long-term commitments, so he definitely wouldn't be into this marriage. Mm, that doesn't seem like my tanager. Well, look, come in, come in. Suppose we're going to discuss this, I'm going to need something to drink. Uh, so, uh, you guys enter, and it is like... A lavish, um, the central base under the trunk of the tree is just one big room with multiple couches, small, like, pillars made just, like, hip-high to contain a bust, and it's filled with statues of, uh, satyrs that, just at a glance, all look like they could be related to Tanninger, 
and sort of the walls and like the roof are painted with murals and pictures of uh, two boys who look a lot like Tanninger. Okay. These are the paladins, right? Tanager told us about his brothers. Uh, paladin and a bard. Yeah. Which one's the paladin, I say? Uh, Having paid attention. Yeah. Olive knows. Uh, you see his mother, like, kind of, like, walks over to a close pair of uh, pictures and goes, Oh, well, this is uh, Robin V. This is Tanager's older brother. And... I don't want to brag, but he is the local lore piper, so he maintains all memories of the revelers and their exploits, and for future generations will explain our people's stories. And, of course, Tanninger's younger brother, Finch, who is a gifted fighter and captain of the Blade Dancers, a local defense force. He has high-achieving brothers. Yeah, and Aaron, you know that he does not like that. No, I know he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should maybe talk to Robin. Have you seen him around lately? Oh, uh, yes. I believe he's upstairs at the moment. Um, uh, feel free to go up, or uh, I can go call him for you. I think maybe we'll drop in on him. Thank you. Alrighty. You guys continue to go through uh, the Goodfellow home. Um, seeing that these uh, trend of plastering their walls with photos of family and things like that. As you get higher up in the tree, you notice that it is not all the brothers. It's more of like the ancestral like family members. You go up a few floors and uh, to the room that she would have pointed out to you. And inside you find uh, y- you were looking for Robin, right? Yes. Okay, uh, you find a, like, very tall, very muscly built. Um, his white robes are, like, those of status, um, like, much finer fabric than some of the uh, other satyrs around, and, like, a little bit more tailored to his frame than others, who just basically put on a bed sheet. We're like, time for a funeral. This is the bard? Uh, yes. Okay, um... He, uh, like, looks down, smiles at you. He has, like, very short, incredibly curly hair. Um, and, uh, it's like, oh, uh, hello. Um, uh, I thought I, no meetings. Um, My brother's getting married. Yes, we're here to talk to you about that a bit. Do you have a moment? We're, uh, sort of Tanninger's friends. You see a confused look on his face and goes, okay, um... Sure. Uh, do you mind if I uh, continue to put away my things? Uh, there, there was some relics we had to bring out for the wedding, and, you know, I, I made a mess looking for them. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. We just kind of wanted your, your opinion on something here. Um, you know, we we heard that Tanninger was ascertained guilty in this murder business because everyone saw him do it, right? Yes. Okay. But... I, I, you know, we just really, we've, we come across a lot of things where, you know, your, your eyes, you can't be trusted. And, you know, there's changelings and polymorph spells and all kinds of things. And something tells me that he, Tanager just stabbed this priest with his bare hand and that somehow killed him. Well, I, I don't claim to know my brother's powers, but uh, I 
He has a record of striking out against the church. Perhaps, but he doesn't have a record of having a sword hand. Well, we don't know that. We do. <laughs> we hang out with him a lot. He he don't got that one. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, did anyone have a trial? Maybe use, like, the spell of truth on him? Or, you know, maybe something to actually ascertain that this happened? I mean, you're like the lore bard here. I'm sure you've heard of trials in other places. And I happen to have a lawyer right here. And nudge beans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lawyer, right here. Sorry, it was, it was so warm. I fell asleep. What's going on? <laughs> well, you're, we're just convincing uh, Robin here that we need to have a good old-fashioned trial and how much fun they are for the whole community. Yes, Fun. Definitely fun. Not not at all boring. I don't fall asleep at all in them. Good job, Beans. Uh, well, look, I do have love for my brother, and we did maybe jump the gun a little bit. It's just What's that, a gun? Oh, it's uh, this big pit we have on the edge of town. There's no way to get across oh. it. You have to jump over oh, there's it. Another, oh, there's another pit. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you miss it. And, like, you're like, ugh, I really shouldn't have jumped the gun that time. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, it, it is, because it's true. Um, anyway, uh, I would love to see my brother innocent. If, if you claim you can prove it, uh, I mean, there hasn't been a trial in a few hundred years, but... I mean, the Earl King is coming tonight anyway to officiate the wedding, and... You know, he is the judge in matters all things fey and mortal. So, yeah, um, I, I I suppose we could set it up. I mean, everyone's going to be there for the wedding. Who do you think should be the judge in this case? I mean, traditionally, it's the Earl King. Did you have another idea? Maybe not someone who... I feel like that might be a bit biased, you know, towards the fey. Um, actually, I do have an idea. So... There's this guy, his name's Simon the Good, right? Um, totally impartial, super wise, very sagely, um, and definitely not biased towards Tanninger at all, because actually he was dating Tanninger's ex, Drusilla. So I'm definitely not going to be biased towards, towards Tanninger here. Maybe he could be the judge. Uh, make a persuasion check. Uh, that's 10 plus 17 is 27. Okay, they're going to roll opposed. I'm going to say this guy is also a high-level lore bard. So, but to beat a 27, let's see, his bonus is He has to get a 16 or above on the dice. Okay. He got a 6. <laughs> so Yay! <laughs> um... He's like, uh, okay, um, I think we can work with that. It would be good to have uh, an impartial judge. Um, can you uh, get them here before the wedding? Of course, I'll just call him up right now. He'll, he, I mean, he's a druid. He can get through the woods real quick. Um, uh, all right, well, uh, bring him there. We'll have him meet the Earl King, and if they can come to an agreement... Um, and the Earl King gives him his blessing. Uh, yeah, you're good. 
All right, perfect. Uh, Aaron just calls him up and, hey, Simmons, get here now. Drop GPS coordinates. What's going on? Oh, uh, you're going to be the judge in Tanager's trial. Hunt me? Yes. Come on. I'm cute. Do it. <sighs> Fine. You are cute. All right. <laughs> Bye. Wait, do you guys say I love you yet? Uh, Maybe not. We're not quite there. Okay. He wouldn't have said it then. I think Simmon does. <laughs> no, Simmon no. does. Aaron doesn't. Oh, that's that hurts. Oh, he says you rock a lot. Hey, you rock. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, cool. Uh, that's worse. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you rock. Thanks. I know. <laughs> he knows who he's dating. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh. What would you guys like to do now? Do you have any more questions for Robin? Or would you like to potentially poke around more? Or I want to poke around and find Tanager. Okay. Uh, so uh, Robin's like, all right, well, I'm going to go. I got some. I got something else to do now instead of the wedding. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys later. And he walks out of his room. Thank you. Um, cool. So give me an investigation, I guess. Uh, anybody who wants to give me an investigation, feel free to. I feel like that's not my strong suit, but... Oh, I got a 14 on this one. Uh, uh, 14 plus 3 is 17. 12. 24 for Beans. Cool. So between, like, Beans and Aaron, you guys, like, are looking around. Uh, you eventually get pretty high up into the house. And at the end of a semi-dark hallway... You see a room with the name Tanninger carved into it. Okay. Hey, Olive, open that door. Olive knocks on the door because we always knock on we, doors. Yeah, we, we knock on the doors before we go in. Before we go in? Might have to break it. Oh, that's fine. That's, as long as we knock first. It's uh, quiet on the other side. You hear no sound of movement. Okay, let's break in. Remember, he got turned into a goat. Yeah. Beans, you're much better at this than I am. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Let me use my ultimate powers of breaking in. I open the door. It is unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you open the door. Uh, you see, uh, like, a teenager's bedroom, essentially, with, like, posters and pieces of art, like, clearly self-made, like, pinned to the walls and things like that. The bed is... You know, a little bit on the smaller side, there's a small writing desk and sort of sitting just in an open space on the room is what appears to be Tanninger. Uh, Tanninger, you know, had the goat legs, the goat eyes. Now he has sort of a more full goat head. And there's just like sort of his humanoid chest and arms, like very Bahamut, like, or Baphomet, Baphomet. You know, the, like, symbol of the... Yeah, that's the one. I, I can't talk. Um, yeah, but he's goat upper half, goat lower half, human torso. And he is sitting with, like, his knees on the ground, just sort of staring forward. So, these posters on the wall, are they just posters Tanager's made of himself? Uh, give me an insight check. So they just all say, like, Tanager the Great, Tanager uh, the A lot the of amazing. landscapes. Okay, uh, 16. You get the feeling uh, none of them are forests. 
You think he draws places he would like to go. Okay, hopefully that would have given Olive time to check the wording on Tongue of Sun and Moon. Oh yeah, we can... Anything that can speak a language, we can understand it, and I, I actually can read it to you if you'd like. Uh, I've, 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 I've just found it myself, but... Yeah. Okay. Tanninger has not lost his ability to speak, so don't don't worry about the wording. Okay. Yeah, any creature oh. that can understand a language can understand what we say. Cool. It just, my heart is breaking, and I, like, as a player who's so used to having polymorph, <laughs> I wish I could turn him back, you know? So, like, Olive can't do anything, so I'm just gonna cry. If we need to, I can turn him back. We have, po- I have polymorph. I have several charges of it, actually. Aaron, turn him back. Turn him <laughs> back, Aaron. I mean, for an hour, sure. But he says he can still talk, right? I mean, you haven't attempted to talk to him. Yeah. You've just sort of been talking around him, but yeah. Hey, Tanager, you okay, you okay there? Yes. Did you kill the priest? I guess so. Do you not remember? I don't think I did it, but everybody says I did, so I guess I did. What are your memories of that day? Uh, I, I don't think I should talk about it. Why? Oh, come on. Because it didn't happen. Well? Anybody who tells you that that didn't happen might have their own motivation for convincing you of that. You know we're on your side, Tanager. And I'm going to offer him a hug because he's just breaking my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, he very mechanically like hugs you back. Oh, no. He's just mimicking motions. Oh, oh. God. I'm polymorphing him back. All right. (laughs) Let me put down. I'm using up a charge here. Cool. So you polymorph Tanninger back and you see a little more like recollection in his eyes. But I mean, is this like just regular polymorph or true polymorph? Regular. Okay. I I did read it. It does turn his uh, intelligence. And uh, let me let me let me read it here. Uh, the target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are re- are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. So I am re- returning him back to his mental ability scores. I guess I'll put this one up to the group. Uh, we have some DMs here. Do you think Polymorph would remove a mind-influencing spell effect? Or would that carry uh, over? I, was, into I would the... say that would probably carry over. Yeah, so Tanninger is now like fully sentient, but he still is sort of, like, being very agreeable. So he's like, oh, hey. What spell was used on him? Can I do an arcana check? Well, uh, yeah, do an arcana check. I'll even take a detect magic if somebody has it, and that could give you uh, advantage, perhaps. You're looking at two monks here, buddy. Not happening. (laughs) I don't think I have detect magic. People keep... You want us to fall out of a window, we'll do it, but... yeah. (laughs) Detect magic, no chance. No. <laughs> All right, well, I got a plus three on Arcana. Uh, oh, 16. So plus three is 19. Yay, Aaron. Uh, pretty good. You don't know the exact spell, but some powerful version of Dominate Person. Interesting. And then a true polymorph was what did the uh, goat thing. Interesting. Somebody has some high-level magic up in here. Trying to see what I can do to counter this. As you read your spells, because I know that that can take a while, 
I I hug the stiff tanager who's like, this is just so incredibly sad. And I'm like, we're here for you. We're going to make sure you're safe. Please, it'll help us if you tell us what you remember. I know that they're telling you not to, but we're your buddies. Come on, tell us. I know, I know, and I love you guys. I just, this is just what I gotta do, you know? It's for my people, I guess. And, uh, about that that night, I, uh, give him a wisdom saving throw. He's not bad at those. Didn't break the spell check, but got close enough to where you see he's really struggling. He goes, I mean, if you really want to know, you should talk to somebody. Um, never mind. I was, I was alone when I went up to the priest. Because that's what everybody saw. So that's what happened then. I could do something here, you guys. You tell me. I have a ring that has three charges of the wish spell. I could always just break the enchantment on him. As a DM, I'd be pretty upset if you revivified my murder victim in a murder mystery. So I'm going to go, don't do that now. That's why but, uh, I asked instead of just doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have one question I want to ask Tanager. I know you can't tell us what happened that night. Like, I understand that there's this... Aaron is telling me about the dominate person, and I can tell something's magically wrong. So I'm, I'm abandoning the tell us what happened that night course of questions. And I'm asking, don't tell us what happened that night, but tell me, why did you come back to this town? I thought you'd left Pan's Folly. I thought you were hanging out with us in Nikimui. Uh, you see, he has no problem saying this. Like, there's no, like, mental check he's saying to have his words influenced. Well, I, I mean, the mob's not happy with me, so I came back to, you know, let things cool before I talk to him, and I gotta, I gotta learn how to heal, guys. That's why I came to talk to the priest, and he told me no, and then I guess I came back later and stabbed him. Okay, so Tanager's here because of a certain Fight Club incident in which he, uh, earned uh, quite a lot of money betting on himself and skewing the match results and then was unable to heal his girlfriend. So if you want to know more about that, listeners, uh, you can check out Fire Roasted Kittens. <laughs> also check out the tomb where it happens, where his hero dies in front of him because he has only like mind-influencing cleric spells and things like that. So he could have healed or banished or done any sort of anti-demon thing, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's both of our faults. It's Bean Smell's yeah. fault that you're here. He had two <laughs> rough sessions where being a bad cleric sucked for him. <laughs> All right, we sowed these seeds. Let's um, <laughs> reap our rewards. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're still kind of mad about the whole flask thing. I, uh, flask? Yeah, before I dipped out of town i i stole a, a pretty important relic and knew anybody who's adventured with him knows that he has a very special drinking flask to him or the horn i believe yeah so when i came back to kill the priest i guess uh you know they it, it didn't seem out of sorts for me to strike out i suppose hmm all right well is marrying a fey lady all that bad? I guess not. Oh, no. Okay, I, I can't. I can't. I'm just going to continue to hug this wooden board. <laughs> well, no, he's sentient now, so he can, like, hug you back and goes like, oh, Olive. Like, but <laughs> he's just not all there. No. 
Hmm. Olive, um, uh, can I borrow you for a moment? I've I've had an idea. I just want to um, chat with you quickly because you know it's a monk thing. Yeah. I... So we just take Olive off to one side. Yeah. Okay, Olive. I think you can do this as well because I I think we've been practicing it during our um, downtime. We can, if I'm correct, we can both cast astral projection. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking if we take Tanager into the astral plane, then it does separate us from our bodies. So any spell effects that are affecting our physical forms doesn't apply in the astral plane. So we can basically just, you know, sit around in a circle, hold hands, and just, we all go into the astral plane and then we can talk and no one will be able to overhear us if anyone's listening at the door because we're in a different plane and all we have to do is hope that no one disturbs us otherwise we could be lost forever in a different plane. But that's that's a thing for later on. We don't need to worry about that now. Well, hey, I beings, can protect you in you the meantime. Can you do me a favor and get an inspiration dice for that very clever plan? I will try to remember that. <laughs> Wow, that's an amazing plan. I've never been able to take anyone else with me, though. Oh, well, the, the spell you... itself says you end up to eight willing creatures. Yeah, but the monk so... ability can't. Well, Beans. if we work together, we work together, <laughs> I'm sure we can do something about it. Beans, can you remove the inspiration dice, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, you had me. Um, it's, it's it's three very tiny little words yeah. that say for yourself only. Yeah. However, Sorry. two monks who can do the same thing working together. I'm I sure we still, can. I, yes, I will totally allow you to do that with an arcana or religion check. Uh, but because you didn't read your ability, no inspiration. <laughs> That's Sorry, right. I should have been quiet. I, oh. No, no, no. Teacher, teacher, like, you forgot to assign homework. Wait, no. No, I'm just razzing. Um, Stop, you're squeaking. It's breaking my heart. (laughs) I was going for tears this time. Um, Okay. Uh, So like I said, this is going to be a difficult check. uh, Because I'm going to say the spell sort of is anchoring him here. He has a couple spells on him already. Um so it's just like, it's like pulling someone out of mud, essentially. Well, I am very confident in their ability to do this. I'm going to give them a bardic inspiration die. Yay. Um, just to make this more complicated, because you're trying to use your abilities together, you're both going to make checks. There is no DC, but you have to be within five points of each other. Oh, no. You oh. have to do a unity move. Oh, like Dragon Ball Z where we're dancing and we, like, meet pointed you, fingers? You have to do pointed fingers onto the sides of Tanager's temples. Okay. And then he can come along. <laughs> right. Well, um, so it's Arcana or what? Or religion. Okay. Because that's sort of like your, your yeah. monistic training. Okay. I guess we should do a countdown and then say our number, right? Yeah, I, I think... Maybe if the only thing that stops, like if um, if the only thing that will stop us doing it is not, you know, being within five of each other, maybe then maybe we don't use the bardic inspiration. 
No. Can't well, you use that after the roll? Yeah, you can use it selectively. So let me give you both one, and then whoever is lower can use it if necessary. Okay, I would like a song. <laughs> You'd like a song? Yes, I like I don't voice. think you need that for Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> you gotta pump us up. Come on. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, what, could you just, like, do a quick harmonize of the word unity? Unity. 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 <laughs> Killing me, <Cool>. Beans. <laughs> You're all <Sorry>. inspired. Be- <laughs> um, beans is a counter-tenor, but player is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Roll them up. Okay, it was an 18 from... Er, er, gonna say it 3, 2, 1 style. Okay. Oops. Um. Okay, wait. Fail. <laughs> Three, two, two, one. One. Thirteen. Eighteen. Okay. So it sounds like Beans is going to be rolling his inspiration. Oh, wait, no, that's well, within five. Uh, it's within five, right? Yeah, you're fine. You, you passed it on the first one. Perfect. You guys just save those for later. You, like, pull yourselves up and, like, in this motion of, like, imagine if you were standing up from a chair and you're in a different room once you've stood up. It's like that, but then you're just in this endless, misty, like, out in space. But space is also just filled with these ribbons of, like, raw magic and etheric power. Uh, welcome to the astral plane. Okay, Beans, don't chase those ribbons. They're not real ribbons, okay? <laughs> oh, they're, attention. they're very real ribbons made out of pure <laughs> arcana. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, and you sort of, as you're standing up, pull Tanager's spirit out of his body. Oh, that's right. You're holding on to Tanager, so you can't go chasing ribbons. Yes, and just to make it more complicated, if you let go of Tanager, he'll be lost to the astral plane. Oh, gosh. I I also hold on to beans, because I'm like, I see the look <laughs> in your eyes with the ribbons, and I'm like, okay. Um, also, Aaron, just a small bit of flavor. Uh, you see everybody's pupils go starry. Okay. I will guard everyone's bodies. Perfect. Um, you guys are in the astral plane, and Tanager's like, Oh my god, guys. I'm so screwed. Look, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. This is what I tried to explain to them. I know everybody saw me do it, but I was with abs. Um, uh, sorry, um, albatross. It's, look, be delicate about this. But it's my brother's wife. It is not what you think. It's not what you think. We had a thing way before. Like, I just, I had to... Look, it's complicated. Just, wh- where are we, by the way? Well, I mean, technically we're in the astral plane. But I think it looks a bit different to everyone. You know, so to me it looks like a... Ooh. It looks like a, a, a big... Like inside of a tent, so it's a circular area. There's a fire in the middle. Everyone's curled up and comfy. There are ribbons hanging from the ceiling with like little balls of yarn on, so you can bat them when you're lying down. It's a great fun. What does it look like to you, Olive? I think it looks like the infinite emptiness when you look down an alligator's mouth and there's darkness back there and teeth. And I don't want to go anywhere. I'm like, I'm just here, staying in one spot. Definitely don't see an illicit over there. Look, I I don't want to ruin my brother's life, okay? Which brother? Uh, Robin. 
The other one, screw him. Well, well, I mean, Robin's the one who's married to Albatross. Look, we used to date, and then I left, and I guess she shacked up with my brother afterwards. And now I come back to town, she wants to talk, and... Look, I'm not accusing her, but at the same time I kill a priest. You know I love killing priests, so (laughs) I would totally own up to it if I did it. So you were talking with Abs, and then something happened... And that led immediately to people accusing you of killing the priest? Like, that's the last thing you have clear? She's my alibi, but I didn't want to ruin her life. Uh, because she has to talk to you. Okay. What did she want to talk to you about? She wanted me to stay. Because she's your sister now, and, like, you're a family? Mm. He kind of, like, gives you the, like, no, that's not why she wanted me to stay, Olive. Because her husband was abusing her and you had to save her? No, because she just, she, we were childhood sweethearts. She, look, again, my brothers are jerks, but she feels like she settled. And I don't, like, first of all, I can't stay because I'm a fire-breathing kitten. And I have Nixie and Willie and, oh, poor Curry back at home waiting for me. And I just bought a boat. So, like, I really want to take that thing out a couple more times. She won't leave. She wanted me to stay. She tried to kiss me. And then I said no and I got out of there. But since I'm never coming back to this place again, especially now I know I can't even learn my clerical powers here, uh, you know, I didn't want to ruin her life. That's very good of you. Like, way too good. You're really way too nice. Uh, Beans, thoughts? I'm so awkward. I'm just... (laughs) Well, you were there when Drusilla said that thing to me. Yeah. About how I need to do something selfless. I think maybe this might be it. (gasps) Plus, it's it's just the Feywild. I'll break out. Yeah, how long can a marriage hold you, right? (laughs) Well, Uh apparently this body is the problem. They ruined my body. Look, look at my beautiful face. (laughs) I can tolerate many things, but making me ugly is not (laughs) one of them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... (laughs) The tattoo might fade, but give me a hundred years, I'll figure it out. Okay, so this conversation you had with Albatross, that was happening at the same time that supposedly everyone else saw you stab the priest. Yes, if she was to admit that she doesn't love her husband and was talking to me, that would be my alibi. Not like it matters, since no one cares about the truth here, they just want to go back to the party. So who was the one who put you under all these spells? Oh, well, I mean, it was pretty much everyone in my family. Oh, so a big old team-up. Yeah. Fun family. Well, look, I'd I'd rather family hurt me than a bunch of strangers, I guess. Canager! I don't know. I I don't know. It's, 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 It's more like socially, you know, acceptable to attack strangers back than family. God, I wish I could smoke here. He pats his soul for a pack of cigarettes. Oh, you can. It's it's fine. You know, they got really good air conditioning. <laughs> Olive is looking at an infinite abyss like, yeah, I don't think you're going to stink up the room. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't think cigarettes have a soul, so they wouldn't be able to go to the astral plane with Tanninger. <laughs> Wait, I guess he do- tries to huff some magic dust. Yeah, we're closed. Like, inanimate objects can be here, so it's not... Oh, that's yeah. true, that's true. Yeah. 
Uh, cool. So he lights up a space cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes weird. <laughs> okay, two things. One, people who try to hurt you like that have lost the right to call themselves your family. And two, we're your family, dum-dum. <laughs> well, I mean, of Olive. Uh, well, look, they didn't intentionally try to hurt me. It's, you just don't make waves here. Plus, you know, they, I don't know. Well, I will. I'll make waves. Beans, how do we go back? I don't, I'm very afraid. I'm just like doing a grab and a, and a cower. <laughs> well, uh, well, to be honest, I'm not quite sure, but I just want to... I just want to run over the information we've uh, gathered before we do go back, because let's face it, Tanage is less helpful than a sack of potatoes at the moment. So, <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> well, no, but so uh, just to sum up, uh, you uh, claim innocence because at the time you were with Albatross, who is your brother Robin's wife, and then she asked you to stay for romantical reasons. And tried to kiss you, but you said no, because you've got better things to be getting on with. Paraphrasing. Uh, so, And that happened at the same time that everyone else attests that you went and stabbed the priest. Wh- whose name was what, sorry? I don't have that. Oh, uh, uh, Crow. Crow, okay. Odd. Interesting so, choice yeah, for a priest. <laughs> Uh, the same time, everyone's like, oh, he went and stabbed Crow with his hand. I mean, how would you even stab someone with your hand? Right? I use a maul. I don't exactly. even use stabbing weapons. Especially not so, my hand. Yeah, I have an eight strength, guys. <laughs> even if I had a sword hand, I would probably couldn't do that. So I would, I would wager a guess that Albatross is quite well respected among the... Among the community being, you know, Robin's wife, who is, you know, the law piper? Yes. Yeah, law piper. So, all we have to... Well, one of two things we need to do is get her to corroborate the story. So she will, you know, say in public that she was there talking to you. She doesn't have to say what about. She just has to say that you were there at the time and then could not possibly... Because they'd believe... You know, her, if she's like, oh, my husband's the law piper, you know, you, you'll you believe me. And they'll be like, yes, we will believe you. So that's one, you know, one of the things we got to do. And then the next thing we have to do is find out who the fake tanager really was and why they decided to kill um, Crow, specifically disguised as tanager, why that was going on. And if that all fails, tanager will just teleport you out. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Tanager, who would become the next priest if this priest died? Uh, it, after, you know, because Crow died. Uh, I, that's for the divine order of the Reveler to decide. Hmm. They uh, find the one who knows the Reveler the best and is, you know, the most understanding of their version of the Reveler. If you had a guess... Uh, I I don't know. I've been gone for like thirteen years. I have no idea what the ranks are like. Okay. If you if you want Sanager for funsies, um, we could interfere a bit with that one and get you in charge. Yeah, but then I have to live here, and I really don't want to live an immortal life. Okay. Wait, they're immortal. Yeah, as long as you stay in Pan's Folly, it's 
it activates something in our fey blood that makes us immortal. Yeah, but if he was if he was meant to be immortal, then how how did he get killed? Well, it doesn't make you invincible. You just mm. don't age past your prime. Mm. Tamora Pierce, immortality rules: immortal until murdered. Mm-hmm. That's kind of boring. Yeah, it's boring here. You know I love a party, but you think I'm going to hang out in a frickin' tree all day? No. That's one of the many reasons why I left. Have you seen a blonde satyr around? Why would you ask that? Because I saw a blonde satyr around. Tanninger, give me an insight check. I, th- I think you meant to say Olive. You said Tanninger. Oh, sorry. Olive, give me a, give me an insight check for Tanninger. <laughs> I, was like, I, I know you're separate, separating DM and player, but... Ugh. 14. Tanninger looks upset by that question, but you're not sure why. Uh, no, I haven't seen a blonde satyr around. I'm like in a relationship now, so I have no good excuses for hunting somebody down. Like, so I just I give up on it. I got a Richard. Oh, Olive, knows Olive, I, I, Richard. Fa- I found the way out. I found the way out. Oh, thank God! And there's like a toilet chain uh, just <laughs> hanging from nothing. As here it is. <laughs> I pull it, and there's a big flushing noise. Yeah, all of your respective universes flushes. It goes into the throat of the alligator. Everything sucks into your fire pit, um, and then you are drained back into your bodies. It has been an uneventful maybe 10 minutes, Aaron. Okay. I've just been hanging out. Yeah, you just are kind of like, uh, well, actually, if you want, give me an investigate of his room. Okay. You yes. can poke around. Uh, 17. What was my investigate? I think it was a plus three. It is. So non-natural 20. Uh, you find... Like, basically, in a drawer, a framed picture of maybe a 12-year-old Tanninger, thick Coke bottle glasses, messed up teeth, patchy sort of hair, like, just like a, you know, like when a teenager starts growing a mustache and it looks just like four lines, um, with a big smile on his face sitting on a stool clutching a stuffed satyr. This explains so much. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's just sort of like a fun thing you see. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that, actually. That's going to go right in my bag of holding. <laughs> cool. So you just drop the whole framed picture frame into your bag. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you, you poke around a little more. You kind of get the vibe of what Bean saw before of like, Tanninger would just sit in his room and be like, I want to be not here. I wonder what not here looks like. Um, and yeah. Uh, you also find like a bunch of like basically failed clerical homework. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and probably a broken set of panpipes. Uh, like someone got mad and threw them against the wall. Uh, cool. And with that, everybody snaps back to reality. See, I said it would work, and look, we're even in the correct bodies. That's useful. That's gone wrong sometimes. The number of times I've woken up as crud. Uh, <laughs> like when you're sleeping in the crud pocket, if crud falls asleep, or in the beans pocket of crud's coat, if crud falls asleep, there's a small chance that you switch places. Sometimes, yeah, you know. <laughs> 
I, sometimes I've yeah fallen asleep. Crud's fallen asleep. Jenny's fallen asleep. We've all done a big switcheroo, and it's been this whole thing. <laughs> oh, I would I would listen to that episode. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, and with that, you guys kind of hear a knock at the door. Uh, you see, uh, like an older version of Robin. You would assume this to be Tanninger's father, Robin the Fourth. Uh, goes Tanninger. It's t- oh, you have guests. Well, it's time to go have your trial, I suppose. And he just goes like, "All right, Dad." And he goes like, "Wait, why are you a, why are you a person?" He snaps his fingers and casts a dispel magic. Uh, rolled pretty good, and uh, dispels your polymorpharon. And he goes back to his previous goat man form. Okay. Um, should we also assume that Simmons has arrived? Yes, you would assume Simmons here and like whatever Robin was doing, uh, the trial, basically instead of the wedding, like where like the uh, officiant would like stand behind and be like, marriage. Um, it brings us together today. <laughs> uh, a trial. It brings <laughs> us together today. Um, and sort of the wedding has been the wedding site has been retrofitted into a courtroom. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so Simmons Simmons should be here by now. He he's a level twenty druid, so he has I'm sure that teleport by plant ability. Also, probably enough spare coin to just go to the local teleportation tower and be like, hey, I need to go here. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So either way, he made it there within the, like, sort of half hour or so it's been since you talked to Robin. You guys enter, and basically the pit has been half emptied, and the courtroom is in the lower portion of the pit under sort of the staring vicious of the visage of the reveler um you see uh simon the kind like waves to you he's in a conversation with a nine foot tall gangly like half tree half deer like half wolf being um you would assume this potentially was the earl king that uh was mentioned before um and they seem to have even a pretty like cordial conversation, and then uh, he reaches out his like foot long clawed hand and shakes hands with Simmond, and uh, goes and sits on the left side of what is now a courtroom, and Simmond takes his place behind the uh, podium. Okay, um, one of you two, uh, maybe, actually, Olive, Olive, um. We need to go and find Albatross quickly. Yeah. So, uh, would it be too much to ask for you to stall here? Like, you don't need to say anything. I mean, if you can, just be like, oh, we need Form 32A to be filled in properly before the proceedings and all that jazz. Or, or if you really want, just knock over some stuff and cause some chaos. Here goes. Just, Just like 15 minutes. That's all we need. Okay. All right. I walk up past the, uh, you said there's like a seating area and then there's like a, a seder. Yeah, pretty, pretty much before I described the pit as like a rectangular sort of like dance pit. Now picture it like a standard rectangular church where there are places to sit on the left, 
places to sit on the right, an aisle in the middle, a little space in the front leading up to the podium. And like, instead, this is now a courtroom where the podium is where the judge sits and sort of small tables have elected or been erected on the left and right for uh, the defense and uh, prosecution instead of husband and wife. I've got a stalling plan specially catered to narcissists attendance. So I'm going to say, before we can start the proceedings, we need to know that everybody is here. Earl, do you have a list of all of the residents of Pan's Folly? No, but I could blow my horn and make everyone subservient. He pulls like No, 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 no. That's, that's not what we need. We need attendance to make sure that everyone is here. Robin the Fourth. Yeah, you see he's sitting on the prosecution side. Does he say here? Oh, here. Eagle. Here. You, what's your name? Okay. They're give all me a, want to say. Yeah, give me a persuasion check. No. Beans, <laughs> why? <laughs> no. Don't call Can, can I claim Olive. the help action just by standing like next to her and nodding affirmatively? Who is going to find Eagle? Or not Eagle, sorry. Who's going Albatross. to find Albatross? Um, it would probably be Beans to go and find Albatross. So we can have Aaron helping out and being the hype man for Olive. Of course. Cool. Oh, so, God. Aaron, could you quickly describe how you give the help action and then Beans make an investigation as you're just, like, looking for this person? Hopefully, uh, <laughs> the the thing that would really um, tell us who Albatross is is when... Olive points at it and goes, what's your name? You're Albatross. So let's hope. Yeah. And I'm going to walk <laughs> around glaring at everyone who doesn't comply immediately. Excellent. Yeah. Add a little intimidation uh, here. Uh, mm-hmm. 21 in investigation. And don't forget, Olive, you do still have some uh, bardic inspiration from before. How does that work? Uh, you can choose to D10. add a D12. D12, wow, okay. High-level bard. High-level bard, baby. Oh, man. Okay, all right. So after my negative one in persuasion. Well, remember, you also, I'm using, I'm giving you the help action, so you have advantage. Thank goodness for that advantage. That was a 16 on the dice instead of a five, so now we're at 15. Plus your bardic inspiration was at nine, so 24? 24. Uh... Cool. So, Beans, you're sort of running around, like, sort of looking like, hey, have you seen Albatross? Have you seen Albatross? And then uh, you're close enough. You sort of hear from the pit. Olive goes like, in your name? And you hear Albatross. So, yeah, she she was in the crowd. Can I can I grab her and escort her up to the witness stand? No, we, we need to talk to her first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's... You can't just surprise someone like that. Simmon goes like, as it is the p- appointed time agreed upon by both parties, the defense and Wait, prosecution. No, no I'm, I'm still asking people's names. <laughs> What's your name? You're here to bear witness. What is your name, witness? Um, I- I'm Lark. I keep going. I- it's a whole room full of people. I'm going to get their full names. And if Bean still needs more time, I'm going to start saying, I'm going to get out my, I've got charcoal and parchment. I'm going to ask for each of their addresses and age ah. if... <laughs> Witnesses must be official. And okay, please, I need one past. more persuasion check oh, no. No. because the satyrs are about to become bored and give up on the trial. 
Quick, Aaron, start beatboxing. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Aaron starts beatboxing. And grab Albatross quickly. And I Make grab Albatross sneak very firmly and lead her over towards Beans. My intimidation check was a 26. Okay. So you grab Albatross firmly, drag her towards Beans, who is like booking it down the aisle back to the trial area. He runs very fast. And trust me, Beans can book it. Uh, you have a moment to speak to her as you're walking down, you know, the, the aisle way to like sort of the like people who are important to the trial area. Okay. Un- under Beans's breath, we're going to say, right, the- listen, I know that you went to go and see Tanager at the same time this was meant to have happened. Her face drops. I know also what it was about. It, it, okay. If it was possible for her face to drop more, it would have. However, I'm not going to ask you to reveal that particular detail. All we need from you is for you to say that you were with Tanager at the time. Don't have to say what it was about. All we need is a mistrial. They'll throw it out. If we can prove Tanager was not there, and your word will count for quite a lot round here, then he should be safe. Uh, make a persuasion check. Okay. You guys know I'm also definitely casting Zone of Truth on this area, correct? <laughs> uh, DM, I would request that instead of charisma, I can add my intelligence modifier to this. Because I'm going lo- like logical and procedural rather than just charm. I'll allow it. it it's, it's, only a, it's only an extra two, but it can help. And then I will also use my own bardic inspiration. So that's a, an extra d12 on top. Okay, so I rolled a 17 on the dice. Good. Uh, plus two for intelligence and then an extra six on the d12. So that will be a 25 for persuasion. Yeah, she looks around, looks at you. I, I suppose, um, I, I don't, all right, all right, I'll, I'll testify. Thank you. Anyway, we'll call you when we need you. That's all you need to say is, I, like, I was with Tanager when this was happening. He was not there. All right. And with your witness in tow. Our one witness. The trial is set. She's going to roll over on us. She's so motivated to do... She's she, she's setting up Tanager for some reason. I don't know why. She's going to roll. She's going to screw us over. I'm prepared. We're not going to let her. As long as she can't <laughs> roll higher than me. Are you guys, like, thinking this pretty hard? Like, are you guys actually worried about the way this trial is going to go? <laughs> yes, because we don't know why he was set up. Oh. Or who benefits from it. K bono. Uh, Beans, how do you feel right now? Are you feeling confident? I'm feeling okay. I mean, all we need to do is just establish that the facts that are presented in, you know, the prosecution's case are wrong. And that's all we need. All we need is, like, reasonable doubt to get an acquittal, because it's not our job to prove that he didn't do it. It's their job to prove that he did. And if we have someone who will swear blind that he was not there, then it's fine. But when you don't know your enemy, you don't know what their tools are. Well, once again, we can always just teleport him out and us two and it will be fine. Aaron, do you feel confident about the trial or no? The trial, no, but we are three God-level powerful people. (laughs) 
you know, we're level 19. There's really nobody around more powerful than us. So I'm pretty sure... I could just kill everyone here, says yeah, Aaron. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the end of this day is going to go in our favor. Uh... As you, as you guys are walking up, you're in the middle of the aisle, you kind of turn to the side, and that blonde satyr is there again. Ah, you! Hey, um, I'm gonna be honest, I, I think we all might be a little worried about this way, the way this is going. Uh, may everyone make perception checks real quick? Thirteen. Twenty-six. Also twenty-six. Uh, pretty much everyone notices time has stopped. You! <laughs> Who is he? Do you want to try this over? I could roll it back if you guys want. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I thought I might have just accidentally like breathed in some of Tanager's, um funky, funky grass. But <laughs> wait, why? How? How could we have done this differently, though? What would rolling this back have done? We we've enacted our plan pretty perfectly here. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know, I was picking up on some bad vibes from you guys, so I just wanted to give you the option, okay? You, we, we're not rolling it back? Well, uh, and, oh no, let's go again, let's yeah. go again! Yeah. You want, you want to go again? Trials are like water slides, always go again, yes, always yes. go again. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what the enemy's gonna bring to me, so I don't know, like, you should never be surprised in a trial, any lawyer will tell you, right, Beans? What? You've told me that lots of times. <laughs> Okay, but like... Aaron, make an insight check right now. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 12. I'm going to give myself a bardic inspiration here. <laughs> uh, plus 5 is 17, plus what is my... It's the theme song to Boston Legal. <laughs> I don't know if anyone picked up on that subtle Law and Order reference when you were talking to Robin, where he's like, hey, I'm just going to move boxes while you're talking to me about information. <laughs> I got 18 on my on my um, insight. Uh, he, the satyr got a wicked smile on their face when Beans mentioned, like, "Ooh, that could be fun." So he's all about fun. I mean, is this is this Pan? Is this? You have not got this satyr's name. Can I stop and ask him his name? But yeah, please do it in character. Oh, uh, hey, um, I just want. It seems like you have control over time, which makes me think we're not in a rush right this second. <laughs> so I just want a little bit more information, like. What's your name? How do you fit into all this? What are your thoughts on Tanager and his innocence? Oh, I'm Pan. Tanager is my prophet. And I want the best for him. Oh, good. So you know he's innocent, right? <laughs> Tanager innocent. And he sn <laughs> they snap their fingers. And <laughs> you guys feel all of your movements like you're being pulled backwards and you're back at the entrance of Pan's Folly. A few hours ago, with all of the information you have now, but time has been reset. And we will pick up with this after the break, guys! <laughs> That's so fun! <laughs> Today we were joined by... Olive! What a good story! <laughs> Beans! Back at the top of the water slide. Oh no, I hate water. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I know I know what we can do. We can leave a review on this here podcast. 
It's always fun. It takes like a couple of seconds. And it, here's the really fun bit, everyone. If you leave us a particularly nice review, we will read it out on air like we're going to do with this one right here. Oh, uh, not true. Sh- we will definitely read the mean ones too. Yeah, yeah but, but we will no, make fun we'll, of you because you're yeah, wrong. We'll read them, yeah, we'll read them and cry just a little <laughs> bit. Anyway, this review comes from Verstacker. Gives it a wonderful, lovely five-star review. It says, hilarious D&D that is easy to listen to. They say, this is the first D&D podcast I found that really reminds me of the games from back in high school. You probably know the ones where you and your friends met up as often as you could and we'd be changing who is behind the screen just so everyone got a chance to play their characters and tell their stories. They have hilarious hijinks of the chaotic silly variety, my favourite type of chaotic or silly, as it so happens. Arson solving almost as many problems arson solving uh, almost as many problems as it causes this is definitely this crew for that and i really enjoy that each episode is self-contained they there is an overarching narrative that comes to light as you listen but as they say every episode you can start listening at any point in the podcast plus with only a few players every session and each pc being introduced it's incredibly easy to keep track of each character in short if you haven't given the fire breathing kittens a chance you should do so Thank you, Verstacker. Wow, Beans, that reviewer sounds like really cool and attractive. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd say did, so. Did you get that vibe from them? <laughs> I definitely got that vibe. Well, uh, that's I mean, only uh, that's only cool, attractive people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give us well, these reviews. Exactly. You want to join their ranks? You know what to do. <laughs> yeah, five stars, baby. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, So the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. Would anybody like to recap us real quick? Ooh, ooh, I will, I will. Go for it, Aaron. Okay, so we found out that Tanger was getting married to the Fae Queen of Autumn, and it was 
a surprise, so we decide to check it out. We go to his hometown. We find out that apparently he stabbed the priest in the middle of a crowded room um, with his bare hand. And everybody just bought that and said, oh, he's surely guilty. We'll marry him off as punishment to this fey queen. Um, he has been spelled into the shape of a goat um, and enchanted to just kind of be compliant and go along with this. Something else was happening, but he can't quite tell us. But we did find out that he was actually with Albatross, the wife of his older brother, who is the lore bard of the town. Um apparently a very powerful position and uh they were together she was saying i still love you i want to do the dirty um and that was when the murder happened and we got to the point of getting a trial set up however it wasn't looking good we didn't have all the information there's a lot of backstory here that we need to find so pan the god of the forest and the patron of uh of tanager stopped time and set things back to the minute that we walked into town so that we could get the information we need and start this over. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. So, my adventurers, what are we doing? Okay. First thing I'm doing, I'm going to call up Simmons and get him here again. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Han, what's going on? Hey, get over here. Mm. Where's here? Okay, I don't have anything going on. Earlier he had made plans later on, but now he doesn't have plans. So he's like, whatever, I'll come. Yeah, I'll send you my GPS coordinates. Walk through some trees. Thanks. See you soon. Guasso positioning system. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, cool. Simmond on the way. You now have your judge. All right. Um, I think... We should probably go and convince them for a uh, a trial again. I, we know that we need one. Um, or do we do we want to gather some more information first? Uh, I'd say we we can we can just go and um, get the trial because it's not like there's going to be a certain set amount of time between asking for a trial and then it happening. But if we go ask for the trial, um, then we can go. Well, specifically, Beans can probably go root around Robin's nest. Nailed uh, it. Nailed it. Uh, Roots around that whole area to see if there's any extra evidence. Uh, because also, if we're looking for any wrongdoing on either his or Albatross's part, then they may well have some juicy info around their their bedroom area. Yes. So let's convince Robin for the trial. And at the same time, he he left his room after that, correct? He had things to do? Yeah, he left us alone in his room. Let's investigate his room. That was because you had convinced him to do the trial, so he left. So if you convince him to do the trial, and he's in his bedroom, he will leave. We do yes. that again, using the exact same steps that we took last time. Uh, Well, things are a tiny bit different this time, because you're going earlier in the day. Oh, we won't go earlier in the day then. Let's not Okay, do, let's, yeah. Let's go see Abs first, you guys. Okay, yeah. Uh, you do need to find out where she is, though now you know her name and, like, her sort of, like, deal. So give me an investigation check with advantage. Somebody else, not mine. Yeah, I'm going to let the lawyer detective do this. Well, luckily, <laughs> I already have an advantage on investigation checks. That's why I got that. Got my fancy in, uh, things. Uh, that's a 23. 
Cool. Uh, you talk around, and she is probably at the Goodfellow household. Guys, as it turns out, she's probably she's probably at home. Does she share a room? She's married to Robin Goodfellow the fifth, and he lives at the Goodfellow estate. So, that, do they that share the is- same room? Yes, they're husband and wife. So, is she alone in that room right now? You would have to go there to find out. Let's do it. Cool. Um, you did want to go later in the day. Um, you didn't see her there last time. So, do you want to investigate first and like try to find her later in the day and split up? Or do you want to go there now and encounter a slightly different scene? I think we should go there now, because maybe Robin won't be in the room yet, and she will. So maybe we'll catch her and not him. Yeah, let's go for a slightly different scene. Cool. So you arrive at the Goodfellow household, and you hear lively music and the sound of people having fun from inside. What is wrong with these people? Their son is... They're awful. Okay, (laughs) I didn't say that out loud. Well, his dad was kind of awful already. We knew that. Do you guys walk in or like knock or you? It's kind of like when you walk up to a house party, and you're like, "Do, do I knock or do I just walk in?" You know. Oh, Olive, Olive, we we can run out of walls. Let's go up the outside. <laughs> okay. Uh... Aaron, Aaron can talk his way in. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And we'll just go up the side. Um, one of us can let ourselves into tenantism. Just let him know what we're doing. And then, uh, me, then I can keep an eye out on, uh, like Robin and uh, Albatross's room. So when they, if they pop out, or I can put my little ear to the window and see if I can hear anything that they're talking about. Yeah, I hand you a a movable rod because as your unarmored movement can take you up vertical surfaces, as if they were horizontal surfaces, and across liquids, you. Uh, fall when you stop moving unless you click this immovable rod so here you go beans oh thank you i mean i do have claws and a climbing speed but i'll take this just in case all right you're definitely not going to fall off the side of the house now yeah, they, they, they might have done anti-climb paint you never know oh gosh <laughs> yeah we don't want you to take fall damage hey hey <laughs> yeah crud's done anti-climb paint on his trees <laughs> okay um i'm going to knock on the door I'm just going to make a little luck roll here, and uh, that's a 19, so Albatross opens the door. Oh, oh hello, hi! Um, I've got a, a a package delivered, it looks like some furniture for, uh can't quite read this, Ebatross? Oh, uh, Albatross? That's, that's me. <gasps> oh yeah, a little bit of a smush. Yeah, it looks like somebody sent you a new bedroom set? Uh, I don't know. Um, I got it in my bag of holding here. If you could just show me where you want it, I'll put it down for you. Oh, uh, make a deception check, please. Absolutely. I rolled an 11 plus 5 is 16. That's a 9 on the dice, so... Uh, oh, okay, cool, yeah, uh, we can go upstairs. Uh, you walk through the room and you see, um, you saw from the pictures before, this is Tanninger's younger brother, Finch who is, like, easily over six feet tall, a total V of a man, like a Herculean satyr, just jacked as heck, 
and uh, he's wrestling. Like, they've moved the furniture away, and he's, like, wrestling with another satyr on the ground. And then fully, like, suplexes him over his shoulder, follows it up with an elbow. The guy's, like, eyes go white anime style, and, like, foam comes out of his mouth. And uh, everybody cheers, and they're laughing. You see what you know is Tanager's father and mother sitting on the couch. His brother Robin is there watching as well. Um, And there's, like, a small collection of men and women that are looking very adoringly at uh, Finch. Uh, But you kind of glide through this room as you head up to uh, Robin and Albatross's bedroom. Uh, Beans... Were you also going to that same bedroom, or were you doing Tanager first? Uh, well, Oliver and I can split up. If Olive wants to jump into Tanager's room, she can just let him know what's going on and like have a bit of a good time. And can I do a survival check to see if I can find Tanager's room? Because I kind of want to find the wrong room and explore the house a little bit. Well, you were there before, so you know where it is. Okay, you can well then... choose to go to a different room. <laughs> I wait until Beans is off on his way, off on his merry way, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Tanager's room. I don't want to see him. He makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Beans. Um, Cool. Give me an investigation check, then. Okay. Um, And this isn't so much you, like, (laughs) looking for the most interesting room, but just kind of getting lucky here. All right. Uh... The not lawyer, not detective, monk, way less useful, got a seven, so just like moving around. You hey. find uh, what is clearly like a, like on the lower level, like a trash room. <laughs> Sounds like my jam. <laughs> Would you like to investigate the trash? Yes. All right. Give me a investigation or perception. Perception. <laughs> Seventeen. That's pretty good. You find a number of dull crystals that are, like, red in color, but, like, you're a pretty high-level adventurer. These crystals have been used and drained. Hmm. Interesting. Otherwise, it's just a truly concerning amount of liquor bottles. Wow, these people have a problem. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that's like the one interesting thing you find. Um, beans, sorry, uh, just because I, I'm curious, um, about the timing of this. Are you going to Tanger's room first or no, you're going right into the Robin room. Well, not necessarily like into the room at the very least, just up to the level of the window. And then we can just hang out and have a listen just to see if anyone is, you know, talking about anything. But if we don't hear anything for a little while. We're going to just put our claws underneath the window latch and pry it open. Smart move, because after a few minutes of listening, you see Aaron come in with uh, Albatross. Okay, um, we'll wait and, wait and listen. Yeah, uh, Aaron, go ahead. You walk into Robin's room with Albatross. I do. I walk in and I shut the door behind me and I lock it hmm. uh, she notices kind of is like um, excuse me hi we I'm sorry I, I deceived you before 
we're here to talk about Tanninger and about the conversation that you had with him at the uh, the moment when he supposedly murdered someone. I assume you have a minute to talk. Uh, it's kind of weird to you. You, I don't know if you've done time travel before, but her face drops in the exact way you saw it do to you minutes ago. But she hasn't even made this face yet. So it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's the same face. Um, she looks shocked. I'm also going to cast Zone of Truth here. Oof. Okay. Um, she's like, uh, ooh, uh I'm going to need an intimidation check. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have it pulled up. So first off, intimidation check. Uh, I rolled an 11. Actually, I have advantage on on that. So, oh, I rolled an 18 plus, I think, so. it, it's over 30. Okay. Uh, I'm never so going to fail intimidation. She's too scared to leave the room. Good. And I have pulled up here zone of truth. You create a magical zone that guards against deception in a 15-foot radius. Um, a creature entering it or that starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw against my spell save DC. Four on, on the a... dice. <laughs> she fails. <laughs> um, they can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. I will know whether or not they succeed or fail. Uh, she has failed. <laughs> yes. So she cannot lie. Cool. An affected creature is aware of the spell and can avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. She's allowed to evade. She just can't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if she, tries, if she tries to evade, I have a dagger. So, good luck. <laughs> Damn. I'm not there. Have you met, I'm not there. Have you met Aaron's character? Come on. Good cop, bad cop, baby. Bad All right. It was bad cop, bad cop. Aaron, go for it. So, we know that you were with Tanninger when the murder happened. Why did you not come forward and tell everyone this already? Hmm. I'm going to... Speak, woman. Yeah, because you succeeded so hard in your intimidate, I'm going to have her make a wisdom saving throw to break down and confess or, like, try to still be evasive. Not okay. great. So she's like, look, I love Tanninger, but he rejected me again. And? I'm mad about it. Okay, so you're going to kill someone? I didn't kill anyone. I don't know who killed the priest. All right, but you're gonna you're gonna let him take the fall for this. He he could die of misery from this. That's a shitty thing for me to do. Okay, but it's too late now. No, it's not. You're gonna testify for us, but I need some more information. Did someone send you to talk to him? No, I I saw him walking towards the altar. I knew he was gonna try to talk to the priest again, and I I. Walked up, I grabbed him by the shoulder, and I told him I needed to speak to him. We went to a private place, and we talked. Did you see what happened during the murder? Did you see anyone else who, who looked like him? Any idea who that might have been? No, I didn't want to be seen by anyone, so we went to a very private place. So I couldn't see anything, and they couldn't see us. Can you show me the place? Uh, yeah, okay. Alright, were there, were there plants there? I, I truly don't remember. There might have been. there. I mean, you know... Actually, yes. No, this is a forest. There was 100% yes. plants there. Good. Because we can talk to them. They can corroborate your story. All right. Well, is there you know anything right now, that you're... 
she can't lie so she's also using this as like hey i'm giving you a little bit extra information so you know i'm currently not lying when i say this okay what do you guys think anything else we need to ask her you're alone in this room what i thought beans was here he's well he's like, a window yeah yeah he's saying the window like outside. a creep beans get in here help <laughs> hang on beans is just taking notes um either way she's like do you want me to take you there now uh sure all right um you guys walk downstairs everybody is like sitting around and like uh you see you know like a bit of a picture of the family that tanninger hates mother and father sitting on one side of the couch finch with his many wives and husbands are sitting at the other side and uh, Robin sort of, like, waves as Albatross walks out of the house. And she's like, hey, I gotta go pick something up. I'll be back in a little bit in time for the w- wedding. Or I guess, uh, actually, no, no one's said it yet, so no trial. But, yeah. It's it's a perfect little satyr leave it to beaver home. While everyone is downstairs, can Beans just quickly um, take a... A little snoop around the place, maybe see if Robin has some sort of office around the place where we can just sneak in and have a look-see. Yes, you absolutely see your opening once Aaron walks out of the room with Abigail. Or, sorry, Albatross. Um, You pop in. Uh, Give me an investigate, perception, like what kind of check you want to make. Uh, well, have a look. Um, We'll do a... I get advantage on both of them, so that's uh, 13 plus 9, 22 on a perception. Uh, you see that there are some chalk marks in the ground that have been attempted to be erased. Um, you're pretty smart. Can you make an arcana check for me? I can certainly try. Ooh, uh, 17 plus 2, 19. Pretty good. Um, some sort of ritual casted spell was cast here. And you see a small divot in, like, sort of the center of this circle of, like, runes and arcane markings. Where you're like, something was put there. Okay, um, is there some way of... Equivalent of dusting for prints, where I can try and figure out what sort of shaped object might have been put in there. Um, give me like an insight. Uh, twelve plus nine, twenty-one. Some sort of jagged object, something sharp and like, uh, not made by people's hands. A natural object, like perhaps a crystal. Something stabby. Yeah, like a, a jagged you know, object. Maybe a piece of metal or something like that. Okay. Right, so with this knowledge, um, maybe sneak back downstairs again and just have a have a listen to the family conversation just in case anyone's like, oh, wasn't it great for that one time we framed Tanager because we're the only ones here, we could talk about it. Uh, cool. Uh, give me your perception. Okay. Uh, 25. That's a very good check, Beans. I rolled uh, a 15 and a 16. <laughs> you, uh, 
are listening in on the conversation, at first it's kind of boring, but then you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep listening. Uh, maybe, maybe they might say something, and there's a snippet of a conversation that sticks out to you. Poor Tanninger. Such a fool. Well, I mean, we always wish the best for him, but he just couldn't get along. I mean, he never did the ritual. He was always talking about the outside. It's so strange. And then his brother Finch goes, Yeah, and that thing with his doll. He carried that thing around forever. What did he call it? Pe Pelican? Uh, no, no, it was Pigeon, his older brother says. Uh, and his mother quietly goes, No, he called it Pan. And that little bit sticks out to you. Hmm. Interesting. Bean says out loud. <laughs> uh, would you guys like to meet up? Uh, Aaron, I'll say your encounter is very sort of boring. Like, it's a just corner of an alleyway hidden because of trees and brush and things like that. Is, is there anything else you wanted to ask her? But there's um, nothing... I was, I was really just going to have Simmond, uh animate the plants and just get like get like conf conf confirmation of her story from them yeah i'll say the uh sort of weeds around here are really gossipy mm -hmm. and like they definitely kissed for a little bit and then tanager broke it off and was like this is messed up i i we can't do this i have to go but that's the only new information uh, okay I'm also just looking through druid spells. Apparently, they have dispel magic, so that's a thing that we can we we can always reset Tanager very easily if we need to. True. The issue isn't that his family is more powerful than us; it's that his family is motivated to screw him over, which is the problem that we need to find out. True. Like, they all did it to him together. I mean, if we need to be able to get him to talk in a way that's not impeded. Oh. Oh, good. Yeah, in the trial. It's like good to have an trial. ace up our sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. So I exit the garbage room after looking fondly and longingly at the garbage that I can no longer consume. And then I'm outside the house. And it's later, right? So we can knock on the door like normal and convince them to have a trial. Cool. Uh, conversation goes down the same way. Trial happens. You now have some time to put your evidence together and, uh, you know confer with whatever one's learned hey guys how was your time i definitely didn't eat anything okay good good for you i guess but then <laughs> oh i did find this i take out the dull red expended crystal it was um sitting around yeah well that's that's weird because i found um in robin's study there was this um like old ritual circle which seem to have, and I will investigate the crystal Olive found. For a... um, I know your bonus. Uh, I know it's not a 5th edition rule, but I'm going to allow you to take a 10. This is exactly, what, not necessarily this crystal, but it matches the exact same pattern. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, rolled a, I rolled a 16 and a 17. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. it, this is the same crystal. Okay, so this crystal fits exactly into the ritual circle I found, and I had to listen in on their conversation afterwards, and one of them was mentioning something about Hanagen not doing a specific ritual, 
And something about that doll um, Aaron found last last loop. Yeah, what about it? Well, I'm not quite sure exactly about the doll. I mean, no, it, it, they he called it Pan, apparently, which is probably something to do with the the weird blonde satyr. But what we don't know is what ritual this was and why they were doing it. Obviously, it's something Tanajit did not want to do because he never did it. But maybe, maybe there's probably some sort of connection in there. Well, what does Tanager dislike? He dislikes being married and doing healing spells. What else would he not be up for? Uh, okay. Everyone make insight checks on Tanager. And, uh, yeah, let's do that first. 14. 19. 16. I mean, all that tracks, um, they seem to have a lot of the same behaviors so you're like okay this isn't some sort of like sobriety spell um we i did hear a 19 right yeah beans beans you think back like when tanager was in his mourning period and he was really really sad everybody here is doing the same thing but nobody is bummed out that the leader of their community has died so like there's something to be thought about of, like, the things that are different between this community and Tanager. So, I'm thinking that maybe... Like, has anyone else noticed that everybody is, you know, having a good time? It's so yeah. weird. The family was... Like, when we walked up to the door earlier and they were laughing and their son is... I just can't believe they call themselves his family and aren't upset on his behalf. Well, no, I'm I'm just thinking maybe this ritual has something to do with him. Maybe the magic is making them happy for some reason. I mean, Tanich is the only one who's miserable, and he's the one who didn't take it. So maybe if he, like, before leaving, just didn't want to do the ritual, maybe it was something to do with the reveler because he doesn't like them. Oh, they're, I like, always having a good time at the party whether they want to or not? Something like that is the, you know... Uh, yeah. Aaron, could you make an arcana check? Do you have any sort of arcana ability? I got a plus three to it. It's not great, but... More than, more okay. than what we got. <laughs> I'll say I'll, I'll lower the DC a little bit because you are the only caster. <laughs> Party's broken. <laughs> Nine. Oh. Yeah, I mean, with what everyone's saying, this ritual has something to do with emotions. Interesting. Um, and the fact that everyone's having a good time and, like being said, Tanager is miserable. It's about time for the trial. Um, uh, I could use a bardic inspiration to literally dig a little bit deeper here. Would you like to? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, plus 11. So, <laughs> tw non-natural 20. With a non-natural 20. You would guess this ritual, like Beans giving a light description of like, I don't know, there was a squiggle shaped sort of like a piece of pasta. And you're like, yeah, this uh, ritual was meant to drain negative emotions. So like you're bummed out about something, do the ritual and you no longer care about it. And then you take that crystal, which holds your bad feelings and throw it in the trash. But with a non-natural 20, you also know the crystal should still glow. So something took the magical energy out of this crystal and put it somewhere else. 
Okay, what have we seen that's glowing? Nothing to your knowledge. Oh, Olive doesn't know about anything. I can't say. Player has a theory. Olive doesn't know <laughs> diddly squat about magic. <laughs> I mean, well, I wonder... Like to, I wonder like if it... Sorry. Sorry. Um, I wonder if it was in the the, the 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 crystal was what was used to stab the priest and transfer that negative energy into the priest. Or if something consumed negative emotions as their food source, this town would be, I mean, they'd be as full as I am, which is full because I never have to eat food ever again. Why? <laughs> There's not a lot of negative emotion here. It's conveniently packaged in like little yogurt containers for them. Uh, okay. If you ate negative energy, then this town's crystal trash would be like manna from heaven. Oh, like if they do this ritual often? Yeah. True. It's like like protein bars. Yeah. Okay, so what... I mean, I feel like we're not closer to the trial at this point. I mean, the trial's coming up like, you now know, it only took him about 15, 20 minutes to set the trial. So you guys are but getting your data together right now. Um, the types of things that consume negative emotions are things that I, as a monk, would know are way powerful. Like, I've heard rumors of monsters, sort of like how people may not have met a lion, but you're aware of what a lion is. Like, I know about things that exist that eat negative emotions. And I got to say, guys, like, you know how Nixie almost killed us, Aaron? You yeah. know, that time that I visited you and I was like, hey, I, I can't even... I can only walk because every action I take <laughs> fails. I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though we're level 19, even though we've adventured for a really long time, the sort of enemy that can consume negative emotions would be a match for us. So this is a bit dangerous. I think it's something fey. Can we just... I mean, Simmons can conjure fey. That's a six-level conjuration in the druid um, spellbook. Can we conjure up some fae here and uh, see if anyone knows anything about this? Oh, yeah. We haven't investigated the Autumn Queen at all. I'll take investigations or arcana to try to think of what kind of thing would do this or, you know, like, what sort of magic is at play? Okay. Uh, I mean, I got a 15. You guys are much better investigating than I am. Uh, no, plus zero, so that's a three. So you you were good with an investigation check, right? Correct. Okay, that's handy, just because it gives me advantage, and one of those was a nat 20. Oh, baby boy, beans! <laughs> you done cracked the case! So this book I happened to read earlier while I was sorting out my litter tray. <laughs> All the answers were in there. Uh, you're flipping through it, and you see a section... The bits I on, haven't ripped out. <laughs> a thing called a tulpa. It is sort of like <clears throat> when somebody has a strong imaginary friend, it can take on a sentience of its own. And it absorbs, like, vibes, basically. Does it shapeshift? It... it is a being of pure emotion and energy deeply connected to one person. With a natural 20 beans, this doll that Tanninger was always holding sticks out in your mind. What would be more of an emotional anchor for something that is the basis of negative emotions towards this whole city? 
Maybe something. I think I may have cracked the case. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, this bit of it. I mean, you know, who you know kill, actually killed the priest? No idea. But this one little bit, I think we managed it. See, there's this this whole beastie, which, um, according to this book, um, lives as a, like a can be this doll maybe that Tanager had as a child, and you know, spent all his time around and you know put all his, like, um, bad vibes into it because he wasn't having such a good time. Um, so I think, you know, when he leaves, the doll stays there and the doll, I don't know, maybe has an aura of bad vibes which makes everyone else miserable, which makes them do this ritual to give them, turn those bad vibes into good vibes, which then refeeds the the bad vibe doll and it's just a cycle of food maybe because that'd be cool in a you know murdery sort of way well the trial is rapidly approaching but it sounds like you might need to find this doll guys i think we need to find this doll simon has find the path what's that it's a spell that lets you find the right path can you read it <laughs> I, that sounds so convenient right does he I'm happen to have like detect object as well that'd be quite useful uh, I didn't see detect object I think that's more of an arcane caster thing okay find the path 6 level divination um, allows you to find the shortest most direct physical route to a specific fixed location that you are familiar with uh, as long as you are on the same plane of existence you know how far and what direction it lies while you're traveling, oh. you are presented with choices. You automatically determine the path that is the shortest and most direct route, but not necessarily the safest. He's not familiar with the location of the object. Drat. Okay. When we went to the place and talked to the plants, did they say that it was the pan-looking, the blonde satyr who was with... Like, my question is, why would a tulpa kill a priest? Or is there a third man? The third man! I think I think player has figured it out, but also like the net twenty like beans has just been working on it. But as soon as you say why why would a tulpa kill a priest, it's because if if the entire idea of the tulpa is like its best food source is tanager, right? The tulpa would want tanagers to stick around, and what oh. better way of getting him to stick around and be miserable than just killing a priest? As Tanager, get him like convicted of this murder, make him miserable to begin with, make everyone else miserable and get all that free food along the way. And also basically have him like constantly um, forcefully married to this like queen of autumn, which he obviously doesn't want to do. So it's a constant state of misery. And with him being off like in Nicomoy, having a good old jolly time, that's no food source. And if they can't go to the Feywild and continue to drain Tanager, they'd set us on the task of getting them off the hook for the murder. It all makes sense, Beans. That's why we're time-looping. We're helping the Tulpa. Yes. And also, I just checked, and Locate Object is a second-level divination spell known by druids. Oh, okay. You can locate object. Um, okay. Uh, 
If we're wrong, just let us hilariously find out by being stabbed in the back by someone as we stand in the courtroom. <laughs> Our witness! Ah! Crumples to so the ground. So you find it's up in the sort of attic of the tree um, in the Goodfellow household. A small uh, satyr with blonde hair with the right hand that seems to be dipped in some sort of like great some sort of dark colored liquid okay like blood yes perhaps like dried blood yee olive lick it i can't i can't eat anything anymore it's not eating it's just tasting you ever been to a wine tasting you're not saying you drink wine Okay, I'll spit it out. I lick the dried blood, and then I'm going to spit it out afterwards, so it's not really eating if you don't swallow. Okay. Does it, it taste matches. the same? Yeah, you smelled the blood before. It's the same blood. Confirmed. Plet, plet. How did we make this thing turn into the tulpa? Well, I think we can probably just take it with us, and it'll do that by itself. Okay. Let's do it. But But the important thing is we get it, we show everyone else. So as long as it turns into this big monster in front of everyone, that's fine. Okay. Then we can teleport out and leave them to it. They've got numbers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you guys take Tanninger's childhood toy. Yeah. Um, uh, Albatross is going to testify. Uh... In your minds, you have the actual murder. You have an alibi. Uh, how are you feeling going into this? Great. So much better. Good. Beans? Uh, beans? I think we've got it. Yeah. I, mean, I think like any specific details we may have missed or like motivations on the, the family side, you know, I think the main thing is we figured out what actually killed the priest we've got a blood match we've got you know a a witness to testify that tanager was elsewhere at the time we've got a motivation for the monster but you know i'm very confident there are some like monster rules on like in court about motivation that usually they don't need one i i do want to say just because you got a nat 20 i want a small clarification on what a tulpa is they work in the best interest of the person's ideal that they think of. They are not like a parasite. They're like uh, the worst version of Drop Dead Fred. Like, it's an imaginary friend that fee- like they just get the vibes that are being put out to it and react in kind. So it does feed off emotions... But it's not necessarily, like, sentient in its own right. Okay, so if that's the case, then it would be more likely the case that Tanager was looking to, like, learn, like, healing skills, like, new stuff, which was very much against his old, like, ideals of, you know, just drink till I'm dead. And he was like, he actually wanted to spend a bit of time there to, like, learn these new things. And the priest said, no. So Tolpa goes, oh, fine, I guess I'll kill the priests then. 
So it was just a revenge kind of thing? Yes, and there's also this thing sticking in your mind of it's a little blonde satyr named Pan. Is Pan actually the tulpa? Oh, I, I, thought, I thought that was... Interesting thought. I mean, I, I, th- I thought that was kind of implied, or at least, you know, very much in, like, the tulpa is inspired by whether it was an actual Pan, whether tulpas have, yeah. you know, ti- time <laughs> I mean, manipulation abilities. Yeah, is Hitler I- and Jojo Rabbit actually Hitler? No, but for all intents and purposes... <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm questioning. Is the tulpa in the form of Pan? Yeah. Or because yeah. I feel like we also met actual Pan. No, no, we met a. Ooh. We or did we meet a tulpa? Everyone, give me an insight check, please. Ooh, did we did we meet real Hitler and Jojo Rabbit? Because <laughs> we would have just thought he was. <laughs> By the way, if you audience have not seen Jojo Rabbit, go see it. Nineteen. Yeah. Did um did did Pan look like Taika Waititi? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> twenty-nine. Uh insight twenty-six. Okay. Uh kinda yeah. You th- like that was the Tulpa? You think with with a twenty-nine insight, there's a reason why Pan reset the trial so the truth would come out. That was Pan! It's all pan. No, you're playing a god's game right now. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, you know, approaching level twenty, you start to get into like the whole god mingling thing. But I, Olive, am not ready for that. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you oh. are playing a god's game. Great, cool. I'm capable of this. It's not going to go horribly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, so beans, yes. Aaron, and Olive plus gods. What can go wrong? <laughs> With a 29 and a 27, a little spark of life was put into this tulpa that was a visage of Pan. And earlier you remember, Pan called Tanninger his prophet, which the difference between a prophet and a priest is a prophet has a revelation about a religion, a new idea, and a priest just repeats the words. So something big is going on here, and you think you might have found the true guilty party. So Pam wants a spin-off, or a rebrand, maybe. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, Beans, your first case might be putting a god on trial. <laughs> well, you know what they say, start big, right? Okay. Good checks, everyone. Okay, trial is beginning. Okay. Uh, it's the same setup as before, as I described, left and right, altar in the middle, podium, small tables for people to sit at, defense and prosecution. Uh, Beans hastily puts on a tie. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, defense, would you like to have opening arguments? I mean, we can do, yes. Uh, just an opening statement. Well, first of all, I find it decidedly... Unfortunate that my client, the defendant, and maybe gesture over the horse tanager, has been ensorcelled so that he cannot present himself in a just fashion. I maintain that he should have all current spells on him dispelled immediately so we can get to the truth of the matter. Yeah. Uh, the impartial judge of Sim and the Kind. Mm-hmm. I will agree to that. Uh, you also notice the prosecution is led by the Earl King. 
So this terrifying nightmare visage of a wolf tree and deer um, is sitting across the aisle from you. Also wearing a tie. Also wearing a tie, (laughs) yes. And it's not designed for his body, so it's a very short tie around his thick, thick neck. Um, Tanager is dispelled and returned to his regular form. Good job, Beans. Okay, so, starting things off. This <laughs> this case, ladies and gentlemen of the, the jury, is certainly a strange one. One that uh, this defending lawyer has never come across before. We omit to mention that this is the first actual case we've done. <laughs> in all my years... This is in high-level Fey involved. Like, this will be recording the echoes on the walls of the Cave of Memories in the Feywild. Yeah, they're going to stick this on repeat on... Oh, wait, I was going to make a, a very UK-centric reference, and I was like, that's not going to fly. Oh, we have <laughs> uh, UK listeners, so you can say yeah, it. Go it's for on, it, it's going to be shown on Dave, everyone. Woo! People <laughs> understood that. Somewhere. Hey, that's just for you, UK. Five-star yeah. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, like, five stars, Dave, 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 Dave. <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, continue, Beans. Okay, so this case itself is certainly strange and mysterious, but the true fact of the matter is, Tanager, my client, did not murder Crow. What murdered Crow was something far more inexplicable, sinister, and godlike than any one of us here have any right to judge. The true murderer was the god, I think god, I don't know, I didn't check that bit of the book, Pan. And we just point towards any spot, hoping the bronze uh, Sator will turn up. As you you are like knowing you're pointing to an empty pa- place of space, and as your finger goes out and your head turns, that blonde Sator is there again. Wow, they are really dramatic. <laughs> they have a shocked face. Me? And everyone noticed a striking resemblance between the massive statue in front of you and this satyr you've been talking to. This is indeed the god Pan. Well, I, I think that's enough for opening statements. We know, you know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the front limit of the trial. You know, we don't actually go into evidence until later. The Earl King makes his opening statement and is frankly shook. <laughs> you see this 12 foot tall Faye is just like um everyone saw he did it um I've seen no evidence presented and just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true so um is that really Pan and then sits back down at the table and Pan, like, gingerly walks up to the witness stand and takes a seat. Okay, it's time for some cross-examination, everyone. Get your questions ready. It's a god. Now, I'm just going to hide behind this pew. <laughs> um, I won't. Just, I just, just lean over to everyone and kind of, like, whisper. Okay, first rule of cross-examination is never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Okay? They are just <laughs> confirming what you're saying. Pan. Did you do it? <laughs> Keep in mind, you're under you've, you're under sworn oath to tell the truth. No, no, he's not. Oh, is Aaron asking Pan that? Yes. Oh, yes, I did. 
Well, Tanager's emotions did it, so what truly does intent mean? Well... Tanager wanted the priest dead, and I agreed with him, so I made it happen. Is but that your hand within... was the one that did it. Yeah, so I'm guilty of the crime, but Tanager wanted the crime to happen. So, truly, who had the motive here? Did Tanager want it to happen? Oh, he was very angry at that priest. You can be angry Why? at someone and not want to shove your hand through their chest, ribcage, and heart. Not Tanager. Any cackles. I mean, Tanager, do you have a history of shoving your hand through someone's ribcage and bursting apart their blood-beating organ? I have wanted to. But have you done it? No, but if I ever see Mephistopheles in the flesh, I'm going to do it, and I will munch upon his heart like a hungry goat. You're really helping your case here. Hmm. I mean, no. I love everyone. But you've never right, done but... that before, right? Correct. But Beans, in the court of law, does it matter what someone wanted to do? Are we talking about intentions, or are we talking about... Yes or no, did you do it? Well, luckily, law very uh, much makes a distinction between intention and action. Because those who do action without intention, that is one crime. Those who have intention but no action, there's another crime. The or no current, crime. Or no crime in, you know, in some cases. You know, once again, it, it does very much depend on the action. And if Tanager... Uh, or anyone in this courtroom, for example, just said, like, out loud, depending on, well, just, or like, to themselves, oh, I wish, blah, 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 like, I don't know, um, Lark over there. It's like, oh, I wish, sorry, Lark, I wish Lark would what? just drop dead. Hey, I, no. you're the one I can remember the name of. <laughs> Come on, man. If someone was like, oh, I wish Lark would drop dead, that's one thing, because, you know, Lark... I don't know you, Lark, but you look a bit of an asshole. <laughs> well, but what, if my dear lawyer? If I wanted Lark to drop dead, but I didn't do anything about it in the day after, I was like, okay, I was just a bit bit angry. That's understand. I didn't actually do anything or try to do anything. But you must understand you've put a god on trial here, my friend. What if you were the physical manifestation of God's will? And then you wish for something to happen. Everyone make a perception check. 12. Uh, 27. 26. You guys see uh, Tanager's brother's faces drop. The clerical members of the uh, like crowd are shocked by these words. Mm. I, I do. I, I do you... have a very. I do have a very strong rebuttal for what you've just said. By the way, so I, well, I would like he, to throw it out now. Oh, go ahead, my friend. If Tanager is merely a conduit for your will, then he in fact has no free will whatsoever. So any actions taken by him are your doing. Well, then I suppose I am guilty, aren't I? There we go, everyone. You heard him. We good. Yeah. We good. <laughs> And, uh, my dear lawyer, I suppose I would also have to suffer the same punishment as Tanninger, correct? Different. Totally different. Uh, no, wait, maybe. I mean, Autumn Queen needs a husband. Oh. Well, that's true. 
I mean, are you sure you want to argue this? Because I have been banned from the Feywild, but if I was to be married to the Queen of Autumn, I would have to be allowed back in, correct, my dear lawyer? What have we done? What have we done? You you would, yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, no. I... I should probably mention that um, Alan here is not a lawyer. He's simply a paralegal. Don't worry about him. <laughs> um, Judge Simmons, um, you are more than welcome to throw him out of the courtroom, should you feel it necessary. Yeah, Simmons. Throw me out. Go ahead. I'll him uh, later. I kind of want the Feywild to burn down. Let's send Pan there. <laughs> I, I, I made a handshake deal with the Earl King that I would be fully impartial. And due to laws that were downloaded into my brain through a magical ritual, um, the one who does the crime does the punishment. So I'm afraid I have to uphold that the god Pan will be marrying the Queen of Autumn. (laughs) And, uh... What have we done? If uh, you want me to kick you out later, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm at work right now. Come on. (laughs) Uh, The god Pan steps forward. Says, oh, well, thank you for doing such a fair trial. And I hope everyone remembers what I taught you here these past few days. A party is for everyone. We cannot exclude others from what we do, and those who wish not for a world or perhaps pandimensional party will suffer the same fate as those they follow. Pan looks with a devious smile, and as a portal opens up and you see a terrified-looking fey woman... The Queen of Autumn, who is like, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) An ancient law has been broken. Oh, great. (laughs) And the God of Revelry (laughs) is uh, entered into the Feywild. Uh, There is a subtle quiet. And uh, the Earl King sits up from the table walks across to the judge, puts his hand out and says, well, it's time. Simon puts his hand out, looks over to Aaron, gives a small smile, and mouths the words, I'll see you soon. And as the Earl King is the master of all things, fey and of nature, uh, Simon risked his life in this moment to protect Tanninger, because he is Simon the Kind. And the Earl King was not happy that they could not be the master of all things. So it was a deal that if you truly want to be a judge of things, I will take your soul. I will take your body. I will not take your memories, but you will come and become a fae. And as this body fades away, Aaron, you see a small glimmer of the man you love right there. What? Yeah. He's, he's essentially dead. He is no longer mortal. He's a, he's a fairy now. His fundamental nature has been changed. 
Is he still there? Yeah, his memories, his emotion, everything that makes a fae not immortal are there. Uh, can I reach out and grab him? Yeah. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, I feel like I should attack the Earl King. <laughs> oh, he's laughing because uh, you will lose. Yeah, well, it would. It, <laughs> that would be a real part two to the episode, which we do Aaron's not have time episode. to for. Do it, do yeah. it. And then Aaron got swatted like a fly and died. Uh, you could still bring the simon you know back, but the simon that was is gone. Interesting. Okay. Uh, this is like in Doctor Who when they make two doctors and they're like, you have one and you have one. Play nice. And like... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I saw that episode too. It was so messed <laughs> up. Uh, I, okay, I, I feel like I still have some options here. So I have three uses of the of the spell wish at my disposal. Mm-hmm. First wish. I am going to wish that the Earl King has one HP. What, what gives you wishes? What is going on? It's the wish ring. It's not that expensive, surprisingly. Three three charges of wish. Really? Yeah. Oh. We're level 20, dude. Like, we have money. <laughs> yeah. So, I wish that the Earl King has one HP. Yeah, it's 100,000 gold. It's not that much gold. No, it's so, not. So, <laughs> uh, you gain the ability to cause a modified version of power word pain. And just what 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 word? This is like the hardest vicious mockery you've ever cast. What do you say to the Earl King to bring it down to one HP? Erectile dysfunction. No, I don't have that. And you see, he withers. Yes, which a lot. Which now that he only has one HP, I can use power word kill on him, which auto kills anything under one hundred HP. Aaron. Hmm. The mantle of a god has been destroyed. There is an empty position in divinity in the current moment. You Which would be I believe the, I take up. You, you would be the arbiter between mortals and the fae. I take up the mantle, and I use my second use of the wish spell to bring Simmond back. I am going to reset his timeline to the age of 20 before anything bad ever happened to him. He retains, like, because you cast the connection, he retains all the memories of you. And you haven't lost a moment. He is a fresh person in all regards, but still knows in his heart that, like, this person that's standing across from me is a person that I think rocks. And then I'm going to use my third use of the wish ring to bring all the fire-breathing kittens home. Bink. <laughs> you guys are back in the tavern. Whoa. You see Curry is there. She's hammered, like Tanager-level hammered on a Friday night. Uh, Pan, like in the moment before your teleport goes off, gives you a small wink before they walk into the Feywild, resets Tanager back to being normal. And blows everyone a small kiss. Yeah! And with that, you return to the tavern. Any final thoughts? Oh, and Tanager immediately runs to Curry and hugs her. 
I would I would probably say Beans notices none of what was going on because he was just like busy like filling in some paperwork with Tanager and just like shaking hands and going yeah see we got him off we got you off I said we'd be okay um, how do you think that went and oh, you know all that jazz like so those two are just talking don't notice a single thing about what's going on behind uh, so all that, like screaming and. <laughs> I, I do need a lawyer on retainer. How's a hundred thousand gold a year sound? I didn't work out my numbers, but that sounds like a decent amount. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Sounds like fun. Excellent. Uh, we will be having to deal with the mafia, my darling. And he puts oh, his arm around Bean's shoulder. <laughs> Beans looks at the camera like, hey, <laughs> what's new? I mean, so far you've got a 100% win ratio, so. Oh yeah, I'm doing well. Like you know, when uh, when when you first uh, when you first battles against a god, I think you know a little thing like the mafia. No worries. Aaron, Olive, any final thoughts? Just ignore the casual glowing. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, much like the movie Bruce Almighty, you do hear just like a low hum of prayers in the back of your head. Okay, I can live with that. Oh, also, uh, you will, for the future, gain the ability. You have the Hunter's Horn that, if you blow, will cause anybody to revert to their true nature of either predator or prey. Duly noted. So, Don't blow uh, that around, Olive. Don't blow that around, Olive. Please. <laughs> have fun being a god, my dude. Olive, <laughs> um, anything to say? I am sure this will have no consequences whatsoever. <laughs> None. No. Everything is fine now. We fixed everything. Yay. Uh, Tanager, don't go back to Pan's Folly. <laughs> like, those people oh. aren't your family. We're your family. Come on. If yeah. You, need... you have family here. Yeah. If you need to learn healing, I mean, I've got a, a school of correspondence. Maybe they have some cleric stuff. I don't know. I'll ask them. Uh, Tanager smiles and pulls a stuffed animal out of his pocket. No, goes, also none of those ever again from now on. No, it's Pan. We can hang out again. <laughs> Isn't that right, buddy? And this small animated doll goes like, of course, Tanager. <laughs> Chucky flashbacks. Um, <laughs> so, let's, yeah, you should, you should come to us. We're your friends. Like, so we'll, I'll help you learn healing. I don't know anything about it myself, but I know who to put you in touch with. We're here for you. And I slap you on the shoulder way too hard because I'm hangry. (laughs) (laughs) Olive, you need to eat. No. And with that, (laughs) we will say goodbye. (laughs) We were joined today by this wacky trial with Olive. Bye. Beans. You You know the name Better Cool Beans. (laughs) and Aaron you can pray to me later (laughs) (laughs) bye everybody bye Mansions with Toby provides an unrehearsed, unedited masterpiece as he drives. Without knowing his topic till actual time of recording, his skills of one-take recording makes him stand out. Driving in the southeast part of Saskatchewan, 
His show is unmatched. So let's tune in and see what his topic is on Tangents with Toby. On the original show, Legends with Bevo, media personality Bevan Bevo Jones invites interesting and notable guests to come on the show to share their stories that people haven't heard before. Bevo lifts the lid on the real stories behind the headlines, uncovering the ultimate highs and tear-jerking lows of a variety of guests in a humorous and light-hearted chat with plenty of banter mixed in as well. Our recent special edition show, The Road to Tokyo, Bevo chats to past and present Olympians to get a real insight into what it's like to compete for their country on the world's biggest stage. We find out about what it's really like inside the Olympic Village, the challenges of qualifying and the ups and downs of competing at the Olympics.